Hey, this is Taz. You are listening to the Rundown Wrestling Network. I think I'm on this episode. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next? Last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Rundown Wrestling Network is proud to partner with Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby is made in the USA, contains zero sugar, zero filler, zero artificial colors or dyes, and zero gluten. There are no secret ingredients and no special formulas, so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. All of Dubby's flavors are custom-made in-house, so you won't find them anywhere else. And with how much drink mix you get per tub, it works out to a dollar per serving or less. That's cheaper than your favorite coffee shop or canned energy drink. So try Dubby today. Click the link in the episode description or point your browser to dubby.gg and use our code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10%. Try it out with a starter pack or dive straight in, get a full tub. Get yourself a shaker, get some stickers, get some apparel. Get it all at dubby.gg with promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING for 10% off. That's dubby.gg, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, alright? And I'm here? Oh, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. So I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks, anyway. I'm touching my own dick. But you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for... The Rundown. Hello everyone, one and all, welcome in, take a seat, you're just in time for the rundown. Jeez! That's podcast. Just trying to be classy, trying to bring a little spot of NXT into this, and I'm already getting screamed at. My name is Adam, I'm your host, Jason is here, you heard him screaming at me. What's up, buddy? No, I'm not, well, I guess, for the week, like I said, we were talking a little bit beforehand, um, crazy stuff going on in the personal life this week, mm-hmm. but... Some cool stuff did happen though. My, we, uh, I think I mentioned last week we had a playoff game. We had to get in. We had to win to make the playoffs. We did end up winning 44 to 42, nail biter. Um, but we ended up qualifying for the playoffs, so we'll start playing Saturday. If we win, we play Sunday for the championship. So, nice. fingers crossed. The boys busted their asses, so congratulations to them. Very proud of them. And, uh, and I went and, uh, well, I'll wait till Troy comes in because Troy's the other movie guy here, so. Go ahead, Troy. Yes. Also joining us this week, the man who has been busy trying to perfect his Dr. Pepper Nutella pancakes recipe. Let me tell you, if you know what your own semen tastes like, you come to the right place. Uh, Welcome. I think you used that one last week. I did not. No, I did not. 
No. Yeah, he did. I no. Think so. I feel like I would remember that. No, I said if you've ever uh, come and farted at the same time, you've come to that oh, place okay. last week. Okay. I keep things. I keep things separate. You have a movie to talk about. I have a movie to talk about. Go ahead. Do you? Uh, I don't. Yeah, let, God, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you said I don't. Okay. Uh, last weekend I went to the theater and saw Creed three. Ooh, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, don't want to give away too much, obviously, but since it did just open last week, but um, fucking uh, Jonathan Major's fucking amazing in this movie. <laughs> so fucking good. He reminds me of, like, a young, jacked Forrest Whitaker. I don't know why, but that's, like, just sort of the way he delivers his lines sort of, I don't know, just seems similar to me. It reminds me of him in some way. Um, Have you heard what uh, what he got cast in, though? He's cast in fucking everything now. Well, so yeah, but his, uh, his new movie, he's playing Dennis Rodman. Oh, Jesus. Well, that'll... that'll I thought you were going to tell me he was playing Forrest Whitaker. I was like, fuck yeah. That would be fucking um, funny. <laughs> right? Um, but if you haven't seen Creed 3, if you haven't, if you, if you like the Creed of the Rocky movies, it is, it's really good. Um, very much enjoyed it, so. Cool. I don't want to spoil anything, so I'll talk to Sal about it next time we're on. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I watched, uh, I watched Megan, or Mathregan, <laughs> if you want to be fun about it. Uh, it's on the cock. It was uh, it was fun. It was interesting. I I'm not a fan of Allison Williams, and I don't know that she's 100 percent supposed to be likable in this movie. If she was, she didn't do a good job of being likable. Because, but yeah, it was a it was a fun movie. I liked it. I watched it high, so maybe that helped a little bit. But it was good. There are certain movies where that definitely helps. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so on the, uh, you can go to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling and you can join our chant. Astro's there, Mike Smathers is there, and uh, Necro Eric is there, who asks, what do you guys think of Scenic City Wrestling, JCW, and GCW shows? At, are the absolute vibe that is the Showboat West Coast Pro Wrestling, TJPW, and DDT in Yokohama, Stardom Triangle Derby Finals, and New Japan Pro Wrestling 51st Anniversary. I can never find anyone who watches wrestling on those Twitch podcasts, LOL. Let me tell you, um, <laughs> we're not going to be talking about any of those specifically on this show, but I can, I can assure you that I uh, watch Stardom and talk about it constantly. Uh, Jason probably will be looking at the New Japan show. I know one of our super fans, Bruno, will definitely be watching it. Uh, in terms of JCW and JCW, I mean, I, I like the Juggalos as much as anybody else, but those are a little bit too, uh, gross for me. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I have, I have gotten so turned off of like the old ECW style, like extreme matches, and we're gonna talk about one. That was on the pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, Troy. <laughs> what? What are you drinking over there, buddy? Hey, you know what I'm drinking? I got my uh, sampler pack of Dubby, and it came with this lovely uh, shaker. With the, it's nice and red with Dubby logo on it. I am trying the Beach and Peach blend today and uh it's it's very good i uh does it taste more like beach or more like peach 
Well, I like Peach. So I am, uh, I'm, I'm not Castor Troy. I can't eat a peach for hours, but I do enjoy, uh, <laughs> some, some peach flavored drinks. And, uh, let me tell you something. Uh, this, uh, I'm rocking this one. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. So you can go to w.gg and you can order your sampler, or if you want to just go ahead and go order a tub and you can get, uh, they're, they're running a special right now on a random shaker. And uh, you can use code Rundown Wrestling, all caps, no spaces, and you get ten percent off, and then uh, we get a little kickback off of that. So again, like I said, w.gg, Rundown Wrestling is a code, or you can always go on our websites or our twitters, or you can go ahead and uh, click the link in the description of this episode to do our our uh, special URL for this as well. But like I said. This shit's good. You should probably text me that special link, too, so I remember to do that later. <laughs> I shall. Thank you. Yeah, I did not remember to do that last week, so... That's okay. That's okay. Any of our socials have the link in it, or at I least have the code. I feel if we want to have this on there every episode, Troy's going to have to just edit every episode. If that's... Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely edit when I'm supposed to edit. You think I'm going to do every episode? <laughs> why, why did my brain go to the word sober and not supposed to? Anyway. I think I'm coming, Before, I'm coming up on a year sober, so. Yeah. Yeah. My wife has got me beat by a couple of months, but yeah. That's awesome. No, I do. Uh, before, before we interesting that you say that, given you just said about while you talked about watching a movie high, but that's a different thing, I guess. <laughs> it is a different thing. I meant, I meant sober from alcohol. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Troy, are we, uh, can I make a request from yes. another podcast of yours, if that's possible? Sure. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if we'll ever get a, a, a slasher sanitarium episode on uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. You know. Um, possibly. So, I I am going to be able to get back into those pretty quickly here because uh, in two weeks is the premiere of uh, Yellow Jackets. And uh, From is coming back as well. So those are two shows that I do, and two shows that I love. So I'm definitely going to be going a lot more balls deep into that. Scream 6 opens this weekend. Yeah, of course. Uh, I I am not able to go to a theater, and it's so. There are other ways to watch it. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of difficult though. Um, yeah, I can go to totallylegitmovies.com and watch a movie that way. But uh, um, yeah, it's there's there's a lot coming up right now. Like I said, I mean, I I watched Ma- watch Megan, but I decided not to do an episode on it. Um, mostly because I would have to watch it a second time, <laughs> because I know for a fact there'd be things I don't remember about it. So, um, and the way that I I do my notes and things like that, I normally it normally takes me double the amount of time because I watch a little bit, pause, and then I have to catch up on my typing and then hit start again. And sometimes I have to backtrack, and sometimes I have to stop and go. 
Where's the first one? Smathers apparently wants to see Winnie the Serial Killer. So they're already making a, they're already making a second one of that. So nice. I remember, and, and I apologize for being turned the punch bowl here, but I seem to recall a little other something you're supposed to be reviewing. That again is very difficult when I have to watch that at home <laughs> while jerking <laughs> off. Yes, yes. Typing with one hand. Um, while watching Sean Waltman's balls bounce up and down. <laughs> you just you just look at an asshole differently when you know that it's been torn. Well, it hadn't been at that point if it makes it easier. Oh, that's true. That's true. Then it, it's, just, it's just one of those things like uh, photos taken moments before disaster. Pegging him, yeah. Does she start pegging him in it? You're just not going to tell me because now I'm going to be like waiting for it. <laughs> I just remember. Doesn't he look like the type though? I mean, uh, to each their own. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. I'm, I was just in my in my head though. I'm like, is she just going to stick her clit in there, or is she going to get like a strap on? Because <laughs> I feel like either would work. Watch and learn. I don't have to. I do. It, it, it is on my my brain's list of things to do. That's okay, Troy. Not Troy. Uh, Sal lost his, and we still haven't fucking heard anything about him doing that either. So. And his is the easy one to do. You can fucking watch that at work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I people might first. Yeah, people might think that he's a white supremacist while he's watching it at work. But hey, at least <laughs> I guess he has to be white to be a white supremacist. Think, I don't think they can say that if you're Mexican. I, I guess, you know, George Santos is technically a white supremacist, right? He's technically Mexican. He's also black <laughs> and a 9/11 survivor. And, and, no, and, no, 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 no. His mother was a 9-11 survivor. He's Jewish. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I love that he uses the, they're not saying burns, they're saying boo urns. <laughs> defense way too often in a lot of his things. Uh, Mike saying, I thought you were talking about pounding one up to the Bella Tweens. No, never. Tines, 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 tines. No, never. Uh, never. Even even when I was a, a young lad, you got a boner. I don't think I don't <laughs> think I ever really found them too attractive, and I I mean they looked identical. So I, I, I just remember when I when I did the episode uh, way the fuck back when the the WWE, WWE films spectacular episode of the rundown where I watched the call. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever the fuck the Wade Barrett movie was called, um, Bad News Bears. Taking, taking, <laughs> taking a notebook into the theater and taking notes in the theater <sighs> as I watched the movies, and then coming home and trying to write an episode and remember what the fuck a what the fuck my notes meant and b what the fuck else happened in the movie. Yeah. I hope the next time you guys do Space Butthole. You should allow me to fill in something as a wild card in the randomizer. <laughs> oh God! Ask Troy. I've got good suggestions. Hey, yeah. You do. I'm kind of. I'm kind of bummed though. We don't get any more of that because I, I enjoyed that logo. Yeah, I might come back someday. We'll see. If it needs. Depends. On, it's all about time. Um. Anyway, kind of related to. Uh, Pounding one out to the Bella Twins. Um, that would be a horrible segue, sir. But continue. Well, but we're not. 
I uh, this is going to seem like a random question, but you'll see why I'm asking it when we get to when we get to it. What is the uh, the the worst music that has ever come on uh, while you were having sexy times with someone? Oh, with someone? I okay. So I don't know if you're talking about solo <laughs> or not. I mean, it could be. Just Family Guy theme song. What's that? Family Guy theme song. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about I Am Vengeance? No. How about Ultimate Beastmaster? What prompted this question? I huh. this sounds seems like there seems like there's a story there, to go with that. There is a story. There, Dead, you see why it's related. Dead Man Down. <laughs> that was the way Barrett the movie. Yes. Okay. I'm just curious, Jason's answer first. I Jason has an answer. Can't think of one off the top of my head to be honest with you. Yeah. This is about I'm sure there years. was some fucking TV thing that was on and some jingle came on and we started laughing at some point, but <laughs> it doesn't jump out into my head at the moment. So now, this is about 20 years ago. At this point, I had one of those. Oh, you know what? You know what? I got it. The Cars for Kids theme song. Thank <laughs> your kids today. Um, which I had one of those. I had one of those those stereos that had the five CD changer in it, you know, yeah. and uh, I had a random assortment of CDs in there. Nothing particularly chosen for this occasion. It just so happened that the stereo was on, and the CD that we were that was on when we started, which I think may have been Elton John, finished, and it went to the next CD, <laughs> which was WWF The Music Volume Ten. Oh, nice. And not only was the next CD, WWF The Music Volume 10, the volume difference was remarkable. Oh, please we tell went, me it was, please tell me it was, don't treat me like a woman. No, we went from, <laughs> we went from whatever the last song on the, again, I believe it was Elton John's CD, to, time to play the game. Oh. <laughs> Fucking loud. Still situationally appropriate, though. I guess so, but it's just... <laughs> The, I think the the best situation would just be like you know, going to town and all of a sudden you're just like, I'm a nice man. You're like yeah, maybe I'm a nice man. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just give it a look like huh? <laughs> uh, Smathers said, "Here come the clowns," which is, is an interesting name for your semen. <laughs> you know, I had I had a. That old David Tell joke because like, do you remember the music that was playing the first time you had sex? I remember mine. Nice. There was a, a girl I was making out with. I mean, this was I don't know twenty some years ago, and uh, she she was playing the fucking uh, I don't Balls. I don't want no scrubs <laughs> song, but then every time that it would finish, she would pause walk over and hit back on the CD player to play it again and then resume making it with me. That was annoying. Really trying to sell you something. <laughs> you know? I had a job at the time. No, I didn't have a job. I was I had, a, had a paper route at the time. I may not have had a job, but I was doing work, son. That's right, son. <laughs> a paper route? Were you fucking 12? 13. On your bicycle? Not on a bicycle. I walked. No, I was 13. 
And she was the fresh-faced Spanish teacher at the local high school. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. You want, you, you want truly embarrassing, I will tell you, but I lost my virginity while Matlock was playing on the television. Wow. That was, yeah. I don't know why we were watching Matlock, but we were. Must have got you real hot, huh? I was going to say, nothing will get you harder than that. Yeah. Fucking Andy Griffith solving crimes shit, yeah. Right. I'm going to need oh. a minute, folks. That's right. He finds a new piece of evidence, and you find a new piece of ace. Could have been worse, because <laughs> Columbo. I busted my nut right as he said, oh, one more thing. <laughs> Nice. Right in the, right in the good eye. We are really referencing jokes that none of our younger audience <laughs> no fucking clue what we're talking Astro's about. Astro's in the chat like, what the fuck is a Columbo? I think Astro left. Her uh, lag was bad. Maybe. So, um... Or our stream was bad. <laughs> Content-wise. Well, I'm watching it now for the chat, and it looks like it's frozen, so there's that. That's true. Good. Is. Good. Um, it sounds about right. I don't know if the audio is because I got the audio turned off, but Ooh. let me refresh that bitch. It's it's chunking again. It's moving again. Um, so AEW Revolution was this past weekend. Um, I uh, I'll be straight up with you. I did not watch it. Um, that's on me. So mm. I am not even able to participate a lot in this discussion. I've heard things on the internet about it, but I was not able to to actually view the program. But um, I watched it today. I watched everything else today. <laughs> and I apologize in advance if uh, I didn't. I missed anything this week. It's been a it's rough it's, week. You've, you've had a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's been a rough week personally. So I've been I, I made every effort to squeeze as much in as I could to be here tonight. So we appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Troy and I were ready to go. Uh, not solo, I guess, but duo. So if that's a thing. Yeah. So we got a circle jerk. We're ready to scissor. I mean, technically, between between the three of us, there's four handfuls, but. Um, I saw a, I saw a video you? of girls trying to pick up girls, and she walks up to this girl and she says, Hey, well, how about we play rock, paper, scissors without the rock or paper? There you go. <laughs> That's a pretty badass pickup line for. Okay, cool. Sorry, would you care to leave the, the revolution discussion? Sure, I can. You know, I, information there. I have it right in front of me, actually. Thank you to everyone who participated in our predictions game: Sal, Jason, Adam, Troy, Ginger, George Wedron, God's Juggalo, Jackson. We are on the road to Dickolocomania. Point to the dick. Well, Tony, it seems that CM Punk will be returned at. Revolution, you are right, Excalibur, but thank God is not that fat piece of shit top dollar. I hate being a professor and don't want to be anymore and don't know if I will be a doctor, Bruno Tomas, and Fetus Rhodes. Uh, no, there was three different names in there, but he just kept calm. Trim it down, brother. Trim it so down. I'm guessing Flashin is not an AEW guy. He never seems to participate in AEW. <laughs> no, it doesn't appear that way. Which uh, we appreciate you for the for the WWE content. You, you're great. Yeah, so sucks. sucks because he is the only actual PhD that participates in the rundown. Phase. So if you remember in the in the predictions last week, uh, I decided to intentionally try to suck at the game. By picking the very worst possible choices. So, we'll go ahead and see how that turns out at the end of this one. 
But we start things off with a match that was made right before the event, and that was the Varsity Athletes and Ari Davari versus Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers. Yay. And Adam immediately goes, who are those guys? How much they weigh? Right. Um, so this was, yeah, this was pretty much um, them giving Mark a chance to kind of shine. Um, you know, he got to kind of take out everybody. I mean, it was it was three losers against Mark Briscoe and the, one of the best tag teams in the company on the pre-show. But uh, Bris- varsity athletes is Tony Nese and who? Josh Woods. Josh Woods. It? Yep, Josh Woods. Who I only remember because he actually defeated. Brian Malonis in the top, top prospect tournament the year he was in it for ROH. What a dick. Uh, right. so, <laughs> so yeah, so, uh, Briscoe and the Lucha Bros, they wind up getting the win. Uh, Jason, did you watch this one? I did not watch the pre-show. <laughs> Fair enough. I told you I didn't watch the shit till today. I wasn't I know. The pre-show match, <laughs> dude. So we, so we wound up getting the first match of the night. Uh, Who which... won the predictions on that match? But nobody did because that match was announced like an hour before the show. <laughs> uh, but we do finally get into so so we didn't have any surprise matches on the actual main card, which I was shocked by. But uh, Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho were is uh, Tony actually learning? No, nope. as we've seen from <laughs> as we saw from this Wednesday, no. Uh, Jazz is banned from ringside. It is Ricky Starks versus Chris Jericho. Now, Gunt, yep. Now, if you remember correctly, I made a joke saying <coughs> that Jazz was banned from the first 60% of this match. You'll never guess what happened 60% of the way through this match. The Sammy Guevara came down. <laughs> <laughs> So, I didn't think this match was terrible. I'm a Ricky Starks fan, okay? And mm. I'm not a big Jericho guy anymore. I was at one point, not anymore. Um, but I thought he had his working shoes on. I thought that he did a nice job trying to put Ricky over. But I hate situations like this because you have zero credibility with any of your stipulations when you do shit like this. Like, it's mm. one thing if you do it, even with the, the guys of the referees knocked out and can't see it, but the referee was up. He's just... just Fuck it, I'm banned, I don't give a shit, I'm just walking right down. Two, yep. Two words. Two words. Shark cage. Yeah, exactly. Continue. So Ricky Starks winds up getting the the victory. Uh, Fetus, Bruno, Dicko, Sal, Jord, Godzilla, Juggalo, and Jackson get a point for that one. Oh, did I pick Cut? Oh, hold on. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Smathers, Smathers says he's not a PhD, but he did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. I think that puts <laughs> him second on the PhD list behind Glashen. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. That's very fair. That also puts him right in line with the number of uh, old person jokes that we were making. <laughs> no, I think we're way ahead of him, but still. Yeah. Y'all, y'all if I had my druthers. That's right. Shame that guy did died. Did we have an episode title about putting my druthers in your face or something like that at one point? Of course we did. Yes, that was a Jeff thing. Jeff used to do the old man quotes, exactly. and he did druthers at one point. We had, I was just, was just going to ask if he was still buried in Troy's backyard. Yes, he is. It's the last I checked. I don't know. Ooh, Jesus. Did you bury the new baby with him? Yes. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, were you ever, uh, anytime people talk about that, you, did you ever watch My Name is Earl? 
No. no. Oh, so it was a great show, uh, Jason Lee. And uh, there's a... Uh, Did you just tell me to leave? No. <laughs> Jason Lee is an actor, and he's great. Oh. There's a, there's a tremendous thing where the whole premise of the show is he's trying to do nice things to, like, get uh, karma. And he tries to... a stripper at the local club? No. He tries, to fi- he tries to fill in a pothole. And, like, a cop comes by. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, I'm just I'm just trying to fill it in a hole. He's like, is there a baby in that hole? Are you, are you buried a baby? <laughs> so what makes me think of every time we do that. Uh, well, right. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned it on the show, but former former co former co host Jeff, now a dad. So congrats to him if he listens at all anymore. Yeah, congrats. Speaking of uh, guys without a father, the next batch was uh, Jungle <laughs> Jungle Ass Jack Perry and Christian Cage, which morphed from a. No DQ match into a last burial match. So everyone's like, oh, it's just a buried alive match. No, it's not just a buried alive match. It's a casket match that then you have to comically drop into the ground. (laughs) I saw this clip. With like a tiny little pile of dirt next to it. Yes. I saw this clip and a shovel for some reason. Yes. Wow. I saw I saw this clip with some very nice video game sound effects added to it as well. Yeah, but, um, yeah. <laughs> so it, it's yeah. So a casket match and a buried alive match had a baby, mm-hmm. and it's this, and it was an abortion. <laughs> yep. So fetus. Speaking of uh, Ginger, Sal, Jason, Adam, George, Gods of Juggalo, all get a point for jungle ass burying Christian Cage. And, uh, yeah, so not only did we get Jungle Ass doing a concerto, which of course is like, oh yeah, I just gotta steal that. Um, but yes, as, as we talked that was about. part of the story of their. Yeah, feud. yeah. But we had, he, he throws Christian into a casket, and as soon as he closes the lid, it drops like a fucking Acme anvil out of the screen, and then the smoke comes up from the ground. And then that's it. There's no like. Well, Eddie Kingston jumped on top of him to protect him. Yeah, there was no like even burying him. They literally just like it dropped out of him. He's just like I guess he's oh he done. got buried. Well, yeah. Uh, so obviously the. I was gonna say um, this did lead to a lot of people asking if Christian Cage is done with AEW, which I know that most people are on three year deals when they sign. But it has been two years since Christian debuted, and considering his age and everything of that, it might have been his yeah, send-off. they froze Kenny's contract, I imagine they'd freeze his for the time missed him. Speaking of, they, they tried to freeze Brian Cage, and he was like, uh-uh, <laughs> you can't do that shit. And he goes, all you have to do is just say, you can't do that, go ahead and try me. And then AEW would go, you're right. So he's going to be a free agent next month. <laughs> Did, um, um, did either of y'all play WrestleMania 19 on the GameCube? No. Um, probably not. Okay. Well, the story mode in that game was called Revenge Mode, and basically it was you pick a superstar, you get thrown out, and you basically you you, you just try to ruin the WWE for Vince, for Vince McMahon because he fired you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But So a, a lot of the levels in this game... Are you beating up construction workers at the arena and throwing them off of buildings? Nice. 
And so the my favorite video that I saw was the sound of burying babies. No, the, the the sound effect of the a level in that revenge mode finishing where the scream of the guy as you throw him off the building and then it says level cleared or whatever as the thing as the casket drops into the hole. Anyway, my ADD, my ADHD made me uh, need to talk about that. Okay. Why does the, uh, the why does the character select screen look like a Mortal Kombat screen? It was not a very good game. All right, so back to the match we were talking about. Um, first thing I noticed that I really enjoyed actually was Christian Cage incorporating the dick-looking turtleneck into his ring attire now. <laughs> I just like that. That was sort of a cool thing. Um, I thought the match was actually good. I thought they worked their asses off. I thought it was very physical, very real. It felt like two guys who fucking hated each other having a fight. Um Obviously, there was one point at first when they first went up by the casket, which is when somebody went in there that you realized, oh, there's a big fucking ledge there between where the ground, where the stage is, and where there's like a dip into where the casket is. I hope somebody doesn't break a fucking ankle trying to work over there. Um, then they had a small, tiny-ass pile of dirt, which for which basically, I guess, was only there for the spot where Christian threw it in Jungle Boy, threw dirt in Jungle Boy's eyes, I guess. <laughs> um and then, obviously, so Jungle Boy gets Christian in there, closes it, and then all of a sudden the thing just fucking, like you said, just drops. Um, which was a little like, whoa, was that supposed to happen, or did they just have a cheap fucking stage? Because with Tony, <laughs> you never fucking know. Right. Um, but, I like to yeah, imagine I, that it was supposed to lower slowly into yeah. the ground and somebody yeah. hit the wrong button. Uh, uh, I don't think uh, it was hit the wrong button. I think it just collapsed underneath them. <laughs> meanwhile, Christian's inside it, which just smashes his face against the top of the mm. Uh, and any event, silly says, ending, but actually thought it was a good match and the right person won. So, Smathers suggests that uh, Christian should have been drug around the arena with the Big Show holding on. <laughs> my daddy, wah! You were adopted. You big dumb bastard. Anyways, um, <laughs> next that up. That makes you the legal definition of a bastard. And now he's dead. Uh, AEW World Trios Championship was on the line as the House of Black took on the Elite. And the House of Black somehow won. Yeah. So, top dollar... I should recall last, last week someone on this program saying, because they're not going to fucking do anything with the House of Black. <laughs> so much so, I got a point for this one. As in, God, <laughs> as in God's Juggalo Ginger and Top Dollar. So, yeah. But don't worry, because if, if, in case you were wondering, uh, yes, we do know that yesterday we had the AW reset, but the Bucks and House of Black are still facing each other next week. So, okay. Um, I'm not also, a bit. Don't worry, because the Bucks will always be AEW Trios champions, because they're on the fucking belt. Yes, they are. Um, so I'm not a big, huge fan of the Elite. I'm not a huge fan of Brody King. I'm not a huge fan of Trios matches. So going into this, my expectations were pretty fucking low. Um, 
That said, I thought they had a fucking really, really good match. Uh, the false finishes were great, and it reminded me of the fact that I really, really have always wanted to see Kenny Omega in the ring with Buddy Matthews in a match, just to see how they would work together. I thought they were great. But then coming out of it, all I want to see now is Kenny Omega versus Malachi Black, because the, the spots those two work together in this match were fucking awesome, and I need to see more of that. Um, my only criticism, obviously, was... There were a lot of really great false finishes where um, they made it a point to, like, save Kenny from everybody's finisher, and then the Bucks took the fucking fall. I forget which one of the Bucks took the fall. But it was like, just let fucking Kenny take the fall, dude. Let let the let the other team look big. Like, let him take a fall to Malachi Black and then build to a singles match somewhere. Like, let's do that. But there was great pains made to make Kenny look invincible and not pin him, which was sort of annoying. But other than that, I thought the match was great. Alright. Alright. <clears throat> then... Was I the only one to watch this show? <laughs> I'm recapping it. <laughs> okay, we just no, like, feedback on the matches at all. That's why I was just curious. Because I don't... I'm sorry, I don't really care. I watched it. I just didn't care. So, like... Part of my part of my shit is going to be colored by Wednesday because it's like, okay, we have yeah, it's like okay, so Ricky Starks and Chris Jericho, like even though Ricky beat him once already, he beats him again, so you're like, okay, he's done with him, and it's like, no, he's not done with him, of course he's not done with him, and then it's like, Christian wasn't there, which was good because I half expected him to show up, <laughs> you know, that's the way we book things in AEW. Um, this match here. I'm just, I just have so much fatigue for the elite. The, the, they just got back. They were gone for like four months, dude. When were they gone for four months? They've been in the best of seven series for the longest time. Yeah, and before that, they were gone for like three, four months after the CM Punk thing. Yeah, it wasn't enough. <laughs> they, they immediately came back around every show after that. Um, Not dynamite because nobody wants to be on that shit. No, exactly. No, it's it's uh, to me like actually they were on rampage. Yeah, the the just the existence of the trios title so dilutes the the tag team division as a whole because here you've got the their their best tag team in their own opinion going for a different championship. You know, and you've got one of your main eventers as a part of that group. And I understand that makes it feel, feel, you know, important because you've got three big stars over that. But the problem is, is that, and, and I try not to do it. I try not to, like, look at it and going, okay, well, they're going to fuck this up now, but they're going to fuck this up now because every time we've seen anybody have the belts that wasn't the Bucks, they haven't given a fuck. <laughs> like, we literally didn't have, like like the the Lucha Bros were on the pre-show. Now I understand Pac is is having visa issues. I completely understand that. But it's like now with the House of Black having the titles, it's like are they just having them so they can give it back to the Bucks and and Kenny, or are they actually going to do something? Wednesday, we legit saw new challengers come out. Yeah, we got new challengers. Fucking Jericho's squad of stupid idiots. Like that's the problem. Is I don't care. And eventually, the, J- the JSSI, and and that's the the issue is that take teams you've got a lot of, 
trios, once you get past these two, like you're you're just throwing people together. Like you no, actually only did Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. I also don't want to see them. <laughs> well, I mean, if they had done it earlier, they could have had SCU, which would have been nice. But... Yeah, go figure. <laughs> nope. Instead, we had one guy literally quit the company because he's like, "Yeah, fuck you guys." You had one guy who was forced into retirement and now is being trotted back out on ROH, and another guy who you can't get on TV because he dared to have an opinion different than Tony Khan's. So, yeah. Great fucking work on that one. Oh, well, you know, we, we, you know what else we could have had? The Dark Order. Oops, no, we fucked that up too. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, they were in the finals. Yeah. And they continued to they, they continued to be a joke. Nope, it's much more important. Like, it's okay to have joke gimmicks, though. Like, people sometimes people say that it's such a negative. Like, it's okay to have comedy gimmicks. It's just I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they're a joke, as in like they're a comedy gimmick. I'm saying they're a joke, as in they don't ever fucking win. Like they're losers. <laughs> they literally got the shit kicked out of them almost every fucking week that they've been on. When they've actually been on, no, they were over as shit. When they were the fucking comedy duo, once they figured things out on being the or what, yeah, being the elite, they were great. And then they systematically got destroyed. <laughs> Do you think that it was because they were more popular on BT? Yes. Than the box yes. Okay. They did an entire storyline in that thing. Where they were literally, the Bucks always do this thing where they're like, oh, we're joking, but you're like, you're not joking. And the whole thing <laughs> of like, them, them telling Brandon Cutler to, to cut every Dark Order thing, it's like, there's a nugget of truth in that. They, they legit don't want them on there. <laughs> so, anyways, Triple Threat. Jamie Hitter, Ruby Soho, and Soraya. So, uh, Jamie Hitter retains, Fetus, Bruno, Deco, Ginger, Jason, Adam, and Jackson get a point. So, this one. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep having a bit of an issue with the fact AEW loves to do their outside interference. They love to do their, like, we, yes, we don't do DQ finishes, but we sure as shit are going to make sure we try to keep everybody fucking strong by having somebody interfere or somebody get fucking, you know, up on the ringside. There's constantly people around the ring and things like that. So to me, again, having Tony Storm out there as a former champion, just being the one to try to help fucking Soraya win was kind of sad. It's like I mean, that. Brett Baker was out there the same way for Jamie Hader. Exactly. It's it's fucking sad. It's like that's what we that's what we've been resort. But we have two people. I mean, well, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to call bullshit on this one because we didn't have any problem when Sasha was outside rooting on Bailey when she had the women's championship. We it's, thought that was great when they were doing that. No, you're misunderstanding me. It's every match in AEW. It's not. It's no. not every they match. Have, they, the AEW has more factions, so it seems like it happens more often, for sure, and it does. But there's a logic behind it. It's a there's a, there's a group. They're you know they're together. 
Sure. It's more of a New Japan style of everybody's in sort of a group with everyone else. It's, there's, there are cliques all over the place. Right. WWE's and, opted not to go that route, and I'm not a huge fan of it myself, but that's, I mean, it's not like it's completely illogical either. But see, as, as somebody like me, I, I, I watch Stardom, and yeah, everybody's in a fucking clique. But those people, even though they're at ringside, they don't get involved in the matches more, nor, normally. Whereas, like, Chris Jericho and Ricky Starks, oh, Sammy Guevara got involved. You know? Right, but Japanese wrestling and American wrestling are very different in that regard, too. The the elite had fucking Brandon Cutler and Julia Hart got involved. You know, this one, Tony Storm and, and fucking... Oh, we talk about that fucking... Julia Hart taking another fucking bump off the apron to a fucking stiff-ass knee. That woman is like 20, and she's going to have the fucking bones of a 60-year-old because of this company. <laughs> Anyways... Um, yeah, so the we we continued to make it where Jamie Hader is not the focus of the women's championship because we're doing this like fucking wish.com NWO gimmick. Because after the match, after Ruby Soho beat the ever loving piss out of her, Soho turns heel out of the blue and aligns herself with the WWE Originals Storm and Soraya. Credit so, to yeah, credit to Jamie Hader on the on that cell of the fucking Soho kick, whatever the fuck it's called, of just dying in the middle of the ring. That was fun. <laughs> uh, um, so probably for me the weakest in ring match on the card. Um, logically, it didn't make any sense for Soraya to be getting a shot um, in a company that tells us wins and losses matter. You can't put a woman with three wins when there's a woman with 53 who's never had a shot at the title. Yeah. Um, so we can't do that. But in any event, the match itself, man, yeah, I, I was hoping for more. Um, we continue to say that I don't know if it's just all the time away from the ring and she's not back yet, or maybe she was just overrated all along. I don't know what the deal is with Soraya, but... Just a lot of like weird stuff in her matches that doesn't seem very fluid or very crisp, at least not yet. Uh, there was one spot where uh, Hater did a cross-body block on the other two to the floor, and both of their heads slammed off the concrete. Yep. That was fucking cute. Um, and then you mentioned the heel turn at the end. I actually thought the heel turn was done pretty well. Like She raises her hand, and the kick came out of nowhere. It was... It was really good. What is it called? No, um... No push. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, anyway, um... That bitch has been there for three happen. years and she finally is getting fucking attention. So I'll give, I'll give them that. They're finally using Ruby Soho. And they're using I mean, her, they're using her for, yes, I know she's been in matches, I know that she has had little microbeads over that. This is the most attention they've paid to her in the, in, in the three years. I, I would say the the program she had with Britt Baker when she first showed up was probably the most attention, but consistent attention maybe. Yeah, it's been over a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. cool hair too. I like the little fucking mohawk thing. Yeah, she's going. Uh, so strange that this out of nowhere heel turn happened as they're spraying everybody green and she has green hair and green gear, huh? Weird, huh? Yeah, weird. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. Weird. Alright, um, then we get to, uh, the ginger gross match of the night, the Texas death match between John Moxley and Hangman Page. 
despite the fact that they're not in Texas. Um, top Dalla. Nobody died. Dicko, Ginger, Sal, Jason, Chord, <coughs> Guns of Juggalo, and Jackson all get a point for the wingman beating the world's greatest wrestler. Blading, bleeding, a fork to the fucking dome. This was 100% a fucking GCW match to the extreme. And I understand there is a huge contingent of AEW fans that love this kind of shit. But for me, there's a reason why ECW went out of business. There's a reason why he couldn't pay his talent anymore, because it is a niche to have these bloody fucking scar people for life death matches. And stabbing someone in the head with a fucking fork, to me, is just not what I want to watch, because I know these are people. These are both fathers. Like, I know that they are doing this because they think they'll be remembered for it. But I guarantee you, other than a couple of year-end lists, people aren't going to be talking about this in a couple of months. Jason. I mean, GCW does this on the regular. They don't have a national TV deal. so Exactly. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, this sounds like something I'd hate. Also, perhaps <laughs> taking the guy who just not long ago missed like three months of action with a concussion and pile driving him on a chain. Maybe not the best idea. I don't know. Call me weird. Not to mention the fact uh, how fucking stupid it is that Wingman wraps his body in barbed wire. Like, that's going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt right. the guy you're fucking hitting, you dumb dick. Well, speaking of stupid, I didn't even mention it in the last match. Uh, Soraya taking a urinagi on the ring apron, also not the smartest fucking <laughs> in the world. Um, but, yeah... I don't like these kind of matches. I, I, you know, I'm on record as saying I think that I, the one line during the match I loved was the Discalibur said John Moxley bleeds after a strong wind. <laughs> um, but I thought this, this feud, this program sort of lent itself to this kind of match. Um, it's not, like I said, my cup of tea, but I, I at least appreciate when the feud and the build are appropriate for this style of match and it's not just thrown there to do it. It made sense to do it here. Um, I thought there were some creative spots. I thought there were some spots that should have been left alone. Um, I don't know if it was a shot at Seth when Moxley hit the curb stomp onto the bricks and that didn't end the match. Maybe. I thought that was a little weird. The Maybe. fucking crowd surge, she was just singing his song though, so it's like, what? Sorry, he all, he all froze from me for a second, I thought we got cut off. No. Oh. Um, but, you know, all things considered, not my favorite match, but I thought it was, I thought the guys worked, busted their ass, I thought they gave everything they had. I think it was the, other than the main event, the longest match on the show, I think they went like a half hour or so. Yeah. Um, so this, this ends the feud though. Right? It's a Texas death match, both men fucking bleeding profusely. Like, that's definitely a feud ender, right? I mean, here's, here's my thing, and we criticize the IWC and, and the AEW fans all the time for holding WWE to a standard that we don't hold a WWE to. And, and uh, we don't hold AEW to. And I think that's 100% correct. And I do, that does frustrate me. It also equally frustrates me when we call out AEW for doing shit that WWE does all the time that we don't call them out for. 
<clears throat> I feel like we call out when uh, feuds go too long. I, I think we've we've let a lot of feuds go on way longer than they should have. Uh, we, according, according to Cage Match, you are correct. Uh, other than the the main event, obviously, uh, it was the longest match of the night at twenty six minutes and four seconds. Yeah, so about a half hour. Even if you want to to say like um, the feud's been going on too long, or, or rather, it has or not, like this should uh, having that escalation because they fought each of the last three months, you know, and this was the this was the rubber match between them. This was a fucking bloody. Well, it was actually like, the fourth match, which ended up making it two to two. Oh, that's right. They did have uh, Titty yeah. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. A couple of months before, so yeah, okay. Again, fifty-fifty booking, but whatever. Um, <laughs> like I said, for me, we had the same problem when we were doing the the like Jericho feud or like that, where we'd be like, we're gonna do a fucking death match, and the next week we're gonna do a regular match. Like they. Should, should escalate. The they did the regular matches and built to this, right? Right. That's what I'm saying is this This normally should be the end of a feud. You built to this. They, they've been building it correctly, but right. the problem is, is now we're still right, we going right back to it. Where we're going yet. We're talking, we're jumping ahead to Wednesday, but we don't really know where this is going to end up going. If this is not them one-on-one and it's their factions versus each other, that's sort of a different thing. We're spinning in a different direction a little bit. Sure. Blood okay. guts? I mean, uh, I'd personally, also, I'd prefer to, personally prefer to see Hangman move on and go back after the heavyweight title, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they've got different plans, obviously, for As that. long as Steve Puck is there, he's not going to let that go. Uh-huh. Also, well, according, yeah. according to Cage Match users, this was the second best match on the show. Again, you, Cage Match users are, <laughs> there's, there's about 250 of them. So it's like less than less than less than 1%. Of the actual audience are people that vote on Cage Match, and so of it's course six, it's about six hundred. Six hundred, and the number of people that watched this were one hundred and sixty thousand. So yeah, again, like not even one percent of the fucking crowd, but but it's the, those those fucking guys who love watching the. Oh my gosh, this guy got took fucking thirty seven light bulbs to the to the groin. Like that's the kind of shit they love. I will sit here and say this isn't my style of match, but at the same time, I if if I were worried about the safety of the performer, I'd be far more concerned about the eighty five poison ranas that appear in an NXT show yeah. than a guy pretending to stick a fork in some other guy's head. I mean, it's a good thing that Bronson Reed doesn't have a neck because otherwise he wouldn't have a neck anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Samoa Joey versus Wardlow for the TNT Championship. That stack of dimes, he doesn't have a neck. <laughs> uh, Bruno, Sal, Jason, I'm sorry, Jordan. Samoa Joe versus who, Adam? What up? Okay. So Bruno, Sal, Jason, yeah, Jordan. And God's Juggalo get a point for correctly predicting that Wardlow would be the new TNT champion. This is two big meaty men slapping meat. That's what this was. <laughs> According to Cage Match, this was the worst match on the show. Again, yeah, and and a lot of those people, and again, those 600 people on Gage Match that voted for that, they like their flippy shit, so they're not going to want 
This this was a yeah. quote unquote WWE style match because it was two fucking big meaty guys just beat the fucking piss at each other, which I love. I love hoss yeah. fights. Uh, what I don't love is after Joe gets choked out from Wardlow, and they ring the bell. Joe goes, "I'm done. <sighs> Got to punch up." <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of the the Austin Aries John Morrison thing where mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna make sure everyone knows I just fucking put your ass over." Yep. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was very weird. He got choked out. He was unconscious to the point where he couldn't raise his arm or keep his arm up. But then the second the bell rang, oh, I'm going to tumble out of the ring. Okay. Like the anti-Festus? Yeah. He was even and then to top that whistling off, a tune on his way out. <laughs> to top that off, they've got Hobbs there watching the match. And we're to believe that as Wardlow raises his belt... Hobbs raises this comically large fucking golden ring, which we're believing now this guy carries around with him everywhere, just in the event that he needs to hold it up. (laughs) It was stupid. Uh, Match was good. I enjoyed the match. Uh, The thing at the end was dumb. Yeah. With Hobbs. Yeah. Just have Hobbs staring him down. You don't need the ring. Nope. I also seem to recall Scorpio Sky when he had a podcast. Um, after he won the damn thing, saying that that ring is almost unwieldingly heavy. <laughs> like, it's bizarrely heavy for what it is. Considering that the guy was too afraid to fucking get down off the ladder, I can only imagine how it was once he <laughs> grabbed fucking 40 pounds of sonic emeralds. So, yeah, like... Ugh. Two more. The Gun Club... Or the guns, or the ass boys, whatever. Uh, the acclaimed Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and Pocket Pussies went for the World Tag Team Championships, and the winners were the guns. So, uh, Fetus, Ginger, and Adam get a point for this one. Most people did not pick the guns to retain, but we figured out why, because... When you've got it, uh, so you had two face teams, two heel teams, we definitely needed to have one of the two heel teams win, and why not make it that? Because after the match, FTR came out and attacked them, and so we set, set up a, we, we actually set up a new feud, and a feud that will actually be interesting because it doesn't include Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> That's word, bro. It's just word, bro. Word, bro. And this was, I think, the only time that somebody legit got busted open on the event, too. There was no blading involved with the uh, uh, bald FTR getting busted open. I don't think, at least. <laughs> Wait, is it Dex Hardcock? What's that? It's Dick Hardcock. Yep, Dick Hardcock. He wound up he wound up getting his face laced up by I think whatever the fuck one of the gun clubs were, was wearing. And uh, yes. Yeah. And another match. So <laughs> again, because AW just loves Did to I- make. What? Did I hear they went back to calling it whatever they were calling it originally instead of the Shatter Machine and they didn't call it the Big Rig? Did I hear that somewhere? I don't think I so. I mean, somebody else did the Shatter Machine in WWE, I believe, recently. Maybe. Right, but I I thought I, I thought I read somewhere that they did it mm. here and they called it whatever they called it originally in AEW instead of the uh, tribute name. Oh. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, didn't watch the show. Yeah. 
So in in true AW fashion, we took a big monster and completely jobbed him out and made him look like a fucking douchebag because Satnam Singh comes in and takes a fucking uh, Superman punch from Orange Cassidy, gets hit by Danhausen, and then takes a sixty year old Fame Master and he's dead. So way to go ahead and just fucking take away any fucking steam that guy had. Not that he had much because they fucked him, they fucked him up from the get go, but this company doesn't like we already had Big Bill fucking become just a joke last week yeah Saddam Singh I know he moves like fucking Greg Kali but at least he was a big guy and said you're like oh no wait he can get taken out by fucking pocket pussies so fuck that guy we're in March right yes it is just sort of the beginning of March this is the third month of the year correct in in the year of 2023 Uh for those of you keeping that score at home and we'll talk I'm sure a little bit about it in a few minutes, but um, next Wednesday, Jeff Jarrett will have his fourth title match in AEW since January. Yes. His fourth match for a title in three months. Uh-huh. Jeff Jarrett uh-huh. in 2023. That's correct. I mean, we could run through the list of, of guys who have had zero title matches since January. Yep. Or who haven't been on TV. Right. Oh, we did that last week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, we gotta keep this moving though, because Troy has a game, I think, right? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Nope, I had to, uh, I have to alter it, and, uh, uh-huh. I, I was not able to. Yeah, so, yeah, he's, he's been in AW since November of last year, and he has been in 12 matches since November. And like you said, he had a AW World Tag Team title match against the Acclaimed. Then he had the World Title ma- or Tag Team title No Holds Barred against the Acclaimed. And then he had the Tag Team Battle Royale, which got him into this match, which was the Tag Team title for a while. And now he's getting a shot at the AW Intercontinental Championship next week. And how old is Jeff Jarrett? Uh, too damn old. 55 years old. 55, yep. He was trained by guys that are dead now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, we have a main event, and it was MJF versus... Bye! Uh... <laughs> if you're listening at home, we lost Jason. Yeah. MJF versus Brian Danielson for the... Well, title and Iron Man, an Iron Man match. Fites, Bruno, Dicko, Ginger, Sal, Jason, Adam, Jordan, and God's Juggalo all get a point for correctly predicting that MJF would retain with a four to three sudden death victory. Now, I have heard from folks online that this was actually a very good match. So it's it's definitely a match of the year um, candidate. Um, cage cage match agrees. Yep. For what it's worth. So for me, uh, I always have a bit of an issue with Iron Man matches because of the mm-hmm. fact that it's sixty minutes. Yeah. It it's very is. Fair. Yeah, it's it's hard to like get people excited. So the first half hour of this match, there's no falls. 
All the, all of the falls, the, the six falls came in the last half hour of this match. But then when you do a sudden death, and it takes seven minutes for another fall, you're just like, well, so that 60 minutes didn't fucking mean anything then. If we're going to sudden death. (laughs) I, so obviously the other big Iron Man match that everyone knows is WrestleMania 12. Which I hated. By the way. I, I, I remember enjoying it, like being on the edge of my seat as I was watching it live in, what was that, 1996? But, 97? Mm-hmm. But also, it's not, that's not a match that I will ever be like, you know what I want to watch today? The WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. Yeah. Because that is, because that match really is an hour of nothing. Right. And then sudden death, which speaks to your point uh, much more so. In this, at least in this, there were falls during the allotted times. So yeah, you can, so you can go along and be like, "Oh, when I well, Danielson's winning, and oh, Danielson's up two to nothing." And yeah, I mean, you have you had very smart falls. Uh, MJF getting a pinfall and then immediately going back for another pinfall was actually smart. And it's like, why after don't we do taking, that? After taking a disqualification loss yeah. in order to weaken Danielson to pin him twice. Right. So yeah. gave up one to get two. Yeah. I thought that was actually brilliant. Yeah. 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 So yeah. there was there was really good booking in terms of that. But again, like it's yeah, it, 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 just looking at the list here, you get to a point where you've got basically 20 minutes left in regulation and MJF is up 3-2. to two. Yeah. So there, there was drama once it got further along in the match. Um, and, but like I said, once, once you get to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to do sudden death now, it does make it feel where it's like, okay, we, we sort of, did Excalibur say, we're in overtime, Shivani? (laughs) No, Shivani was the one that got the message in the headset from Tony that they were going to overtime. (laughs) So Shivani got to walk down the aisle, grab the referee and, uh, um, that's the other thing. I don't know what you guys talked about after I my internet went potato on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was two consecutive matches when you go back to the tag team where the referees upstaged the performers. Yeah. And I fucking hate that spot in general, mm-hmm. much less in back-to-back matches. Yeah. Like, the referees should sure. be afraid of the talent, not the other way around. People will defend uh, Horseface left and right. People will defend Rumsberg left and right. They'll try to claim that, like, oh, well, Brian Hebner did it. Well, I fucking hated Brian Hebner, too. <laughs> like, that's not a, that's, that's not a good like case to be made. Dad, yeah, I, I fucking hated it when he used to kick the arms of the wrestlers to get them off or whatever that, or shove them back or whatever that. I think, I think that that was so fucking dumb. If you shove them back to break when they're not breaking, I think that's one thing. It's like if you're sort of getting in between them and sort of pushing them back to cause to to create the break. Fine. Yeah. No, it's they're but taking like, a flat back off of a fucking thing. That's why I have a right. problem. Right. And Earl, this is Earl Hebner. <laughs> Grandpa Hebner should not be able to shove Triple H to the ground. Right, and that that's the big yeah. one that I always thought that always came to me. It's just like, why the fuck did they ever okay that spot? Because it's so stupid. When they used to do like the. Ron Panties matches, and I forget who the referee was that would always get it. it might have been Hefner. 
uh, where they would do the spot where the girls would like be rolling around the ring and they'd roll over the referee and he'd like sell like I that was fine that was okay. I feel like that was Charles Robinson. It was it Charles Robinson? Was, for Robinson. some reason in my head it was Tim White, but sure that. <laughs> Maybe it it probably, yeah. yeah. That kind of see, but that, but it's a, it's a comedy match, and that's fine. This is a serious right. fucking thing, and you should not title matches back to back. Yeah, right. Uh, before we give kind of our final thoughts on this, um, the predictions. Oh well, can I, can I just talk about the MJF match since you? Yeah. Okay. Um, since you disappeared for a bit. Right. Um, I was very skeptical going into this because I thought you were setting MJ up for failure by constantly reminding us that this guy can't possibly he do sucks. it. He I didn't think he'd be able to pull off an interesting wrestling match for an hour. Um, what I learned, and to their credit, what AEW apparently knew, was that they were doing a great job of lowering the expectations so that all MJF could do was exceed them. And he yeah. did. I thought he came out looking great out of this match. And now he gets to carry the banner of, I'm the guy that beat Danielson for an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, went an hour with Danielson and beat him, an hour plus with Danielson and beat him. Um, I did not like the ending because... How does MJF know that Brian's going to stick his head through the ropes and try to get him? Rather than, like, I don't know, just powder out the other side and come around and get him face to face. Right. But he sits there with the air tank as though he's calm and calculated. And by the way, I've unfortunately recently seen one of those air oxygen tanks and they are not light enough that you could do that even as right. up as MJ. <laughs> um, but it just didn't make any sense. Over and above the fact that though they tried to play it off, you could tell by the angle that Remsburg was looking right at this as it happened. Mm-hmm. Um just, I don't know, it, the ending sucked. I would have preferred a different way to do it. And I get that that wasn't the spot that ended it, but it was the spot that set up the LaBelle lock. I do love the fact that MJF can now rub it in his face like I beat you with your own finish. That's a yeah. nice little piece of business right there. Um, over and above, I think MJF really impressed me, exceeded my expectations in this match. I thought Brian did exactly what I expected him to do. I thought Brian did a fantastic job this entire program of getting MJF over and preparing him for this moment and then putting him over and letting him sort of collect himself in this moment. Um, so this was, uh, to me, I, I don't love Iron Man matches because I think um, there's not a lot of drama until you get to the very end of the match. That's basically what we were talking about when, yep. you, when you phased out, was how, especially when it comes down to something like this or WrestleMania 12 when it goes into overtime, yeah. and you win an overtime, and it's like, well, okay, so the last 64 minutes didn't, mat- didn't fucking right. matter. Yeah. Um, which is what I was saying when you came back. The fact that they were actually, as opposed to the WrestleMania 12 Ironman match, the fact that there were actually falls during this match kind of right. make, adds, yeah. adds a little bit of drama. To, to the well, it's sort of the same thing with like war games is that you know the match can until everybody's in the ring. So right. it's you know, it, it's a matter of can the performers do enough in that window of time where you know the match can't end to make it interesting. Now the thing that has the um, benefit for an Iron Man match is that you can throw pinfalls in there. You can throw you know, a big lead and then a comeback and you can work things through like that. But to me the problem you have is that every one of these matches pretty much ends the same where the heel has a lead. The face, it, It's either the heel has a, big, has a big lead and the heel the face storms back at the end to tie it and then we go to overtime. 
or the face has a lead, the heel comes back, and then the face steals one right at the buzzer. Yeah. It's either overtime or it's right at the end. Um, we talked about a match earlier this year when they did the Iron unless, Survivor match. Unless you're me playing one of the SmackDown games on PS2, or I, I feel like I won an Iron Man match like 35 to nothing at one well, point. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, but we talked about another match earlier this year in the Iron Survivor match where I thought they did a really nice job of going away from that formula where Waller got the the pinfall to go ahead and then fucking played chicken shit and ran right. away and prevented the... I think that would have been a nice way to do it with MJF. It would have fit the character beautifully. He gets The lead goes ahead and then just runs away cause, and makes Danielson chase him. Um, but, yeah. And Lord knows I, there aren't any count-outs in AEW, so the referees wouldn't have been able to do anything. Well, I mean, you can right. work around it, too. You can do the in and out. Make the, like, there are ways around it where even if it's not the finish where you could just play into MJF's character and have him do it, and they didn't do any of that. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see where they go with MJF from here. I, yeah. I, I, I he definitely upped himself in my book as a performer on this show. I I enjoyed I him. Can, I feel like they can work it in. Sorry, right? They they can work into MJF having something to prove here because everybody because we like you said they went into it saying you can't fucking last sixty minutes against Brian right. Danielson. So MJF looking at the camera and saying that he was going to lose a star from Dave Meltzer because of what he just did was great. Um, <laughs> Uh, also, and also, he apparently sprayed tequila in some kid's face. Yeah, I was getting there. Um, <laughs> my my other issue was the fact that the clock was on the screen the whole time. It kept disappearing, and then it would come back. It kept disappearing. So you're just like, okay, uh, I'd kind of like to know how much time was left in this match <laughs> instead of waiting yeah, for it to come so, back. So, I mean, WWE does the same thing, and there's a reason for that, is that they don't want the clock to be a distraction from right. their performance. Yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, so... The big news out of this, which is kind of shitty because I think it does distract from a little bit from the actual match and the event, was the fact that MJF goes into the crowd, uh, goes up to uh, to a woman, takes a cup out of her hands, and throws it in her kid's face. Now, I have watched this enough, and to me, it looks like the woman hands the cup to MJF. And she doesn't react when he takes it out of her hand. She only reacts when the liquid is thrown on her kid. Which, obviously, of course, she's going to react when that happens. But to me, if some dude comes up to me and grabs a cup out of my hand, I'm going to react to it. But also, like mm-hmm. I said, there's there's the, there's a little bit where her hand comes forward while he when he takes it out of her hand like that. So, Right, but how many people <clears throat> hand Austin beers? You think how, how that many the, people in, in this crowd were hanging hand in hangman page beers not that long ago? Their faces. This okay, is a heel. MJF is MJF is a popular heel. Like well, this either way, um, I she's Adam, wearing, how many times have you watched Slick Wagner Brown grab someone's water out of the crowd? <laughs> I mean, this is not an uncommon thing in wrestling for people to want to take drinks or liquids from fans and use them as part of the story. Okay. So I didn't I didn't now, I, I didn't think that sold it as a plant or anything. Okay. That would be fine if it was just a twelve dollar water, but apparently it was a fucking mega gulp of tequila in her hand. It was a little plastic cup. It wasn't like a mega gulp. Yeah, that she probably spent fifty dollars on. <laughs> Maybe. I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm. Camera with MJF. I'm not fucking that. letting him take my. I mean, I don't drink, but I'm not letting him fucking take my tequila. He got a t-shirt. So the the he got a t-shirt. He got tickets to fucking Dynamite in San Sacramento on Wednesday. Like, yeah, they hooked him up. He got he got to meet Will Hobbs, who he likes more than MJF. Yeah, for sure. He he hooked him up. Now, 
the regardless of what liquid is in there, in in a lot of states, throwing a cup of liquid on somebody's face is assault, brother. So that's a very thin line you're running there, and I understand that he's a heel and that's and that's what he does. He tries to get old school heel heat and stuff like that. I get that. I totally do. But boy, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah, because I mean, it's not going to be assault unless the person presses charges, which is why they fucking right. ran to give them yeah. as much free shit as they possibly could. Well, and and if there's anybody that knows about uh, exploiting children for uh, for gain, it's Amanda Huber, who was right there on site to come run and help out. So there was that. Uh, um, so that that was another thing that led me. I'm like, I was like, it, that feels a bit like it's a, either a plant or it was something that they talked about before. Because all of a sudden, Amanda Huber just up fucking materializes next to the kid and was like, hey, here's some tickets for next week. And hey, why don't you come backstage with this? But also, if uh, somebody throws a fucking tequila in my kid's face, I'm fucking hitting that kid. I'm, I'm not the kid. I'm hitting, hitting the fucking person. So MJF is lucky that that woman didn't go ham on his ass. Well, yeah. Because it would have been it would have been a little difficult to have that stand up in the court of law to be like, well, why did you why did you punch this man in the face? Well, he threw fucking tequila in my kid's face. Okay, well, <laughs> understandable, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I didn't get too fired up about it one way or the other, but. Or, it or maybe it's a case of what Smathers says. Yeah, she wanted that MJ cock. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just to show you what you can do if you actually try to fail at these things, with one point, myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, so hold on one second because no, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the rundown of uh, of who got the got the points. <laughs> I know, but I want to have this discussion because it occurred to me as I was watching the show. Yeah. You say you tried to pick the, but what you actually said you were doing last week was picking the least logical outcome because yeah. that's probably what Tony was. So by that definition, if you finished last, that it means was, Tony went with the most logical booked show. It was a very well booked show in terms okay. of the, of the and that's people. What I was waiting to see if you would say, okay, of course, yeah, it okay. was it was a very logically booked show. Now the endings of the matches weren't always the most logical, but the people who won was the most logical choices, and even the one point. I got with uh, the House of Beige winning. I'm interested to see what is going to happen with those guys. I had to pick somebody for that match, so even with that, I will take it. But yes, so I got one point. Uh, that fat piece of shit topped out. I got two points. That's another person who is actively trying to get everything wrong. Jackson got three points uh, with four points. Adam, Dicko, and Bruno uh, with five points. Jord, Jason, Sal, and Fetus. And winning with six points, Gaza Juggalo and Ginger. Ginger, who doesn't watch AEW and yeah. hates it. Yep. So, congratulations watching, to you guys. I'm watching yes. the clip on a loop here. And I can definitely see what you say, Troy, where, where when he takes the drink from this woman, she does, she, she reacts, her hand immediately just drops, like, okay, he took it, I'm done. Yeah. And then, yeah, the reaction is not the the reaction when she when he throws it on the kid does not appear to be one of anger, mm-hmm. more than it is of of utter shock. Acting, more of acting. Is Which what I you're would saying. think you would be shocked at first. It, to yeah. to me, it just it, it, it's definitely an oh my god face. As it opposed to a it just face. yeah, it just looked like fucking like high school play acting. 
I don't know. I, I didn't buy it. I didn't read it that way, but... Sure. Anyway. Right. So I guess we might as well just go right into Dynamite. Yeah, so... Oh, by the way, did you see any of the post, post-show post press conference thing? Uh, Daniel Bryan says he's going home. Uh, so, M- so MJF he- parodied... Uh, did a parody yeah. of a CM Punk thing. Yes, which I thought was actually fairly brilliant. I thought that was clever. Yeah. So he sat there with a the fuck. Yeah, he sat there with a the, with the <laughs> towel around him. He sat there with a the pickle. Uh, legit journalist Brian Alvarez was in the crowd laughing while he was in his face because, of course, he's, you know, keeping gay babe alive. Uh, yeah, and then it led everybody to be like, oh, CM Punk's coming back. He's going to feud with MJF. No, he didn't have that yet because that didn't happen yet. Oh, right. That was, that was the, the next night that. That Vince returned and he was I able to. Maybe he'd done a test run. Yeah. No, no. See, because Vince is able to do something that Brian Alvarez can't, and that's grow fish layer. Fuck that twat. Uh, so, <laughs> um, the TNT title. We had uh, Mortal win it. He was one of the. Biggest. I'm going to rename that to the all-TV title. Yes. Uh, well, they're not even on that fucking network anymore. Or at least they don't defend that belt on the network then when they're actually on it. Um, so the TNT title's been around since March. Of- so so <laughs> Wardlow won it, and then he immediately lost it. Yep. And then he went on TV and defended it against against uh, Powerhouse Ox. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, somebody broke into his rental car, and, and he lost it. I'm getting two point. Um... And, uh, yeah, so Wardlow becomes a three-day champion. And I want to talk about this because uh, people love to talk about how WWE titles are sometimes hot potatoed. So I I want to go with this. In the time since the TNT Championship became a thing, which was March 2020, right, there have been eight AW world title reigns, nine tag team reigns, Five women's tag team reigns, or five, five women's reigns. There have been nine IC champions, ten WWE champions, three Universal champions, nine Raw tag team champions, five SmackDown champions, nine Raw women's champions, nine SmackDown women's champions, thirteen women's tag team champions. That's the title that everyone says gets hot potatoed. There have been seventeen TNT championship reigns. 17. The closest WWE came was their 13 with the women's safety title, which by all accounts are badly defended <laughs> and are badly booked. 17 compared to that. That's not good. Gorgeous. Um, I was just going to say, I think... I'm leaning towards the story being that that was all a plant, that QT was the one that broke in the car and stole the belt. Because if you noticed, though the match was for the title, when Powerhouse Hobbs won, the belt suddenly appeared on the stage when QT, where QT was. Yeah. So I think that's what the story is going to be, is that this was all part of luring Warlow into this match. Seems it, very possible. I mean, if you if you look at the at the video that he took, there is a bag of stuff in the back of his of his car, and it's like, well, don't wouldn't they have taken that too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but 
So maybe that that was because AEW loves to do that shit. They love to blur the lines as long as right. it serves their purpose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they blur the lines unless it's Tony Khan on a radio show going, "No, Eddie Kingston didn't actually quit." Yeah, and they they love to blur the lines by having Tony Khan go on and do a pre-tape where he says the same thing thirty-seven times, and then between that that point of time, he's also tweeting the same exact tweet sixteen times during the show. Thank you so much for watching. We love our elephant. Thank you so much for watching. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to TV. Yep. We're going to have a, we're going to have a, we're going to have Arch Cassidy. Bible, this is awesome chance on yep. TNT right now. Yep. <laughs> we're going to have the, uh, the, uh, a, a big, uh, we're going to level up the take, uh, level up the belt, uh, to the, uh, inter, international belt. And we're going to, we're going to have Orange Cassidy versus, it's, it's the first time. It's the only belt that changed hands on international to level up. Yeah. Fucking cocaine is a hell of a drug. So Wardlow does have the shortest TNT title reign at three days. Care to guess who has the longest? Cody? Oh, I know this one. I think. We got Troy. I think it's Darby, right? It is Darby. Yeah. Under yeah. six days. Yeah. I was looking at it earlier, so that's why. <laughs> Cody's, like, Cody's combined reigns is only 113. Yeah. But Cody. Second shortest was what, Brody Lee? Um, was it Sammy, right? Sam, I see Sammy at 12. Yeah. Because yeah. he had that weirdness. Oh, sorry, where... That was just Cody's first two reigns. If you add in his third reign, it's 140-something. Yeah. Well, Brody's was one of those weird ones where it was taped before it aired, too. So it, like, changed hands sooner than it actually officially did. Yeah. Brody's reign here says 55 days. Okay, yeah, see, I don't think it was actually that. I think that was when they were doing the empty arenas and they pre-taped stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday, that's right, Saturday Night Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> that was the thing. So, Adam, are you ready to go back to uh, AEW Rundown? <laughs> yeah. No. Cover this bitch every week? God, no. <laughs> well, I think I think we know... What we actually want to talk about before we we finish the show, titties. Well, of course, but uh, we don't want to talk about AEW anymore. We want to talk about that Sami Zayn. I just well, want to talk. Oh, hold on, because there is more stuff that happened on on Dynamite. I just want to. I, I was. I, I'm looking at this Dynamite review uh, just to see what happened on the show that I didn't watch, um, and I just want to say that this the the author of this this review really needs to work on their phrasing because there's a sentence in here that says post. Post match, Jeff Jarrett comes in to stroke Cassidy. Ooh. <laughs> um, so first off, uh, Jay Lethal and Orange Cassidy, I thought had a really great match. Uh, really exciting. I enjoyed it. Again, if you take the fucking mid match comedy shit of Orange Cassidy out, these matches are really good. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they do that stuff and it like ruins the experience of the match. But, um, too much secondary stuff too. Um, Who do you think had more masturbation references in their gimmicks, J- uh, Jeff Jarrett or John Cena? Probably John Cena. Yeah, probably. I mean, Jeff Jarrett has um, slap nuts, which is a masturbation thing. He's got the stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's um, got the fact that he looks like a walking erection. <laughs> 
By the way, you made reference to it should have been the end of Ricky Starks and Jericho. It actually was because we introduced Juice Robinson to go after Ricky Starks. Now, so. Oh, you you know for a fucking fact they did that just so people would think it was Jay White. Maybe I thought that for a second at first too. So well, that was that was a point. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know, but they still did it. Um, Ruby's promo was mediocre. I thought. Um, me. You could just take promo out of that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ruby, uh, would you say she's Ruby Soso? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Fair enough. Write that one down. I hate uh, that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Get out. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what was the other? I love that fucking Cage Cage side still refers to them as the Beaver Boys. Um, we did see the heel turn of the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, something they've been sort of teasing more so with Yuta and Cesaro lately, but finally full blown. Um, which I will say I sort of appreciate in the sense that I feel like there wasn't a lot else to do with them as faces. So let's throw a fresh coat of paint on them and let them see what they can do as heels. I mean, if we could stop pretending that Yuta is going to get over as a face because look at him. Yep. I mean, Cesaro is, in my opinion, better as a heel. Moxley is better as a heel. So it it makes a logical sense. And Moxley versus Paige, I feel like it's all, was always going to be Moxley working more of a heel style anyways, too. So it makes a lot more sense like that. And with the fact that you don't have... You don't really have, Bri- have Bryanson as a part of them anymore. And obviously with right. William Regal gone, it, it makes a lot of more sense where it's like... If you wanted to go back and have Bryanson be like, "You guys have lost your way," like your heels now, I'm, I, you know, you can you can totally have a story of that as well in the in, right. in your back pocket too. So, mm-hmm. although it seems like he might be taking some time off, <laughs> well, yeah. but yeah. All right, now you can talk Sammy's. Okay. This is sorry. This is the announcement that uh, the name change for the All Atlantic title to the International title. Is in partnership with Warner Brothers Discovery and because of Shazam Two: Fury of the Gods. That was part of the thing. Was that was the whole level up thing? It was. It was clearly. It was clearly Warner Brothers being like, "If we're going to keep you on the air, you're going to talk about our fucking movie that does more money than you." So he kept having to try to work that in, but did it poorly. Mm-hmm. So if you if you watch the, it's two minutes of a dude just fucking rambling and saying the same thing over and over. Just like we're so excited for uh, Shazam. Uh, Rise of the Gods, or whatever the fuck it's called. And, uh, because of that, we're leveling up the championship to the international championship. And, uh, it's, uh, if you watch that fucking clip, it's two minutes, he blinks twice. <laughs> you cannot, you cannot convince me that dude is not on fucking cocaine. You can't. There's, that's another one of those things. Well, that's the thing, is like, there's, there's way too much smoke for there not to be a, fucking blazing fire <laughs> and it's it's so pathetic because so, he are you yeah. saying he smokes crack i'm saying that he does heroin so there's a there's a blazing fire <laughs> underneath his spoon oh, and he's shooting heroin. yes no that guy's so fucking high all the time like i said it he you want to you want to sit there and 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 fucking make jokes about a guy growing a mustache look at the fucking guy that pays your bills there the guy Looks like he uh, has mange. Okay, like, yeah. Anyway, 
All of the previous sentiment was said in jest and is not take, to be taken seriously by anyone anywhere. No? No? I just don't want to get sued. Tony Khan... Uh, I think it's still <laughs> all under Adam's name somehow, so... Yeah. Say what you want. You're fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so before we get to Raw, because I thought Raw was really good, but let's talk about a little bit about SmackDown. Um... What did y'all think of that Cody promo with Roman Reigns? Well, you were talking about. I love that. I just told you. I love that. <laughs> I love that Roman threw that back in his face. That was great. So, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> um, Roman Reigns doing in in the context of the entire the rest of the interview. Roman Reigns doing the dusty impression to Cody's face was so beautifully mm-hmm. subtly disrespectful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But I'm, my issue with the promo is that it wasn't, to me at least, in, in my watching of it, it didn't seem to be anything new. It didn't bring anything else to the to the table. Because Paul Heyman says, uh, you know, Roman's the son Dusty never had. And Cody says, well, now it's personal. And then Roman says, well, I'm the son your dad always wanted. And Cody's like, well, now it's personal. Er. Yep. And, uh, no, and- I think there's a difference of being disrespected by Heyman versus Roman. I think Roman directly disrespecting him to his face adds a little bit to it. Um, I will say this, and I hope they continue this. I am loving the idea that we are heading into a WrestleMania event between two guys who we haven't seen one-on-one before. Mm-hmm. And maybe we did in the lead-up to their tag team feud. I don't remember, but certainly not playing at the level they're playing at now. Right. It's yeah, I did like, like I did like that Roman Reigns opening it with like, "Have you ever held this?" this yeah, yeah. Have, have you ever even invented uh, WrestleMania? Have you ever even I gone for the of these? I know, some, I know some of y'all are gonna hate this and throws the belts down because of all the shit he got with the U.S. title and how yep. he carried it. And um, so I, I thought there was a lot of nice stuff. I love Cody saying, "You know, are you afraid? Is that why they're all out here? You feel like you need them?" Right? Yeah. Uh, Which I, is, I thought I loved the first interaction between the two, and I hope they continue to interact. But like I said, in a non-physical way. So yeah, let's let's yeah, save yeah. it special for Mania for sure. Um, I thought Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley had a really nice match. Um, and for those of you yeah. who didn't catch it, there was a girl who was crying when Liv lost, and Liv sent people out to grab her and bring her back. And you know they did a nice little heartwarming moment in the back where Liv Aww. met her and. Very sweet, um, but I, I thought Liv did a really good job. I, it's so it's so frustrating because you watch Liv in the ring and you go, "Wow, she really is fucking good." And the problem is, she just can't do promos. She can't to the point where Liv Morgan gets booed when she tries to be a face and do promos. <laughs> right. We see that. We saw it. Um, so that being the way she was booked, but also some of it being just the, the way she cuts promos. Cody and Roman have never faced one on one. Okay. That's so, even better. I know. Um, yeah, and absolutely. and they're and they're making sure that they're not touching each other too. Right. Well, they shook hands, but that was a well. Yeah, but there there's no physicality between the two of them, right. which is great too. It's like yeah, save yeah. that shit because we want to see it. But yeah, I mean, Roman sitting there and being like, yeah, you should talk to Dusty. You know what he said about you? Nothing. Like just yeah. fucking great, man. Like, and I know I know the meme and right the now pause? is. The length of the pause yeah. that we took yeah. before that was perfect. Yeah. 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 I understand the meme right now is like. Made, 
he made the face like, oh, he's having some really good memories. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little emotional. Yeah. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. I have I have absolutely zero issue with Cody, with this feud being about Dusty, because it makes incredibly logical sense. I know the meme is like, oh, he only doesn't talk about, his, about Dusty or whatever that. But th- for this, it makes a lot of fucking sense. And it should be a focal point of it because there is that shared connection between the two of them. Now, if three months from now he's going up to and he's fucking like challenging Drew and he's just like, my dad's Dusty Road. Then I understand <laughs> that kind of stuff. But for this, it's like, no, this makes sense. It's like it's like getting upset at like Chris Jer- Jericho and Kane talking about coffee. Like it's like, well, that's the, that's the point of the feud. <laughs> Back to my name is Earl, except for except instead of a list of all the people he's wrong, it's a list of all of Dusty's kids from the original next yeah, exactly. Gotta be you, gotta be yeah. you, gotta be you. I'm pretty sure Juice Robinson was there. I'm gonna go kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Alexa Bliss, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> um, Escobar versus Dom. I actually really liked that Dom was sort of pissed off that Escobar was sort of kissing Ray's ass a little bit uh, and so- took it upon himself to go at him. I'm not sure I love that Escobar took a loss to Dominic, but, you know, I understand the reasoning. What what happened to the rest of Legado del Fantasma? <laughs> well, they're sort of pushing Santos as a face right now, so... Yeah. Ah, departed. <laughs> I know people are getting upset about the fact that Santos got slammed by Rhea, but I like to slam Rhea, so I was okay with it. You and KT, for sure. But Kelly, don't forget Kelly. Yep. Um, LA Knight, Sheamus, Drew, I love that segment. LA Knight continues to be one of my favorite things on SmackDown every single week. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm curious, what? Where did all these Battle Royal reports come from? That it was happening one week and then it was happening the next week? Sal just kept saying this shit, even though I never saw it anywhere. Okay, Sal just made shit up. I think Sal was just making shit up. Or he was high. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Quite possible. Yeah, that was weird. Um, Tegan's back to being a jobber, apparently. She's going to taste the rainbow. I'm really looking forward to that five-way next week, though. That should be a really... Yeah, and really I assume, I'm, I'm guessing if I had to put money on it, Drew's going to win, but I'd pretty much be okay with any of those guys, to be honest. So They've, they've set um, that up nicely, where it's like, yeah. there, there's a story that could be told with any of them, and you'd be interested in watching any of the matches. I mean, obviously, the the Drew-Sheamus thing. tension between, yeah, between Drew and Sheamus. I almost oh. feel like maybe that we're going to see Ellie feet with it, and then it's going to be... <laughs> what? <laughs> Be Drew and Sheamus uh, kind of piss each other, and maybe that's the match they do uh, as like another Mania match, yeah, yeah. and and that would be kind of a story because I think uh, most people are assuming it's going to be Drew versus Gun- Gunther, but yeah, mm. there's a lot of a different play. But again, I'm cool with Drew versus Gunther because that'd be a fun Ooh. fucking match. Gunther, Gunther. yeah. Um. We saw Howdy take his first punishment at the hands of Lashley this week, so yeah. interesting to see where they go with think, that. Do you think he just laid under the ring for the for the for the whole hour? It's possible. Oh, yeah. Or when the lights went out, he's, that's usually what they do. They'll put him in like a, they'll make him look like a cable guy, like mm-hmm. cable man. guy. <laughs> no, not Jim Carrey. Put him, in, put him in put him in a black hat and shirt. Of and old people references that nobody's gonna fuck get. During one of the lights out segments when they're just showing shit on the screen, they'll have him see yeah. and get under the ring. Um, 
I love Jimmy Uso coming back to Roman Reigns. Like, he said he needs more time. Is that really what he said? <laughs> no, he said leave him the hell alone. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, so that was good And then of course Solo stays strong with the win But Sammy still escapes So they do not solve the Sammy Zayn problem So now, I thought it very My question on that main event is When when Sammy charged the ring And went right at Shiloh Sequoia <laughs> why, why didn't Jessica Carr ring the bell? Because they were both in the ring This was a fan Just to start the match and it feels to me like it makes even less sense because after that initial fight, Sammy's in the ring, Jimmy and, and Solo are outside, Solo slides in the ring, and she rings the bell. Was Jimmy still in the ring when Sammy charged in? I don't think so. Because that would be why. She, was, she um, came in from the outside during that. But. She just wanted to make it fair. She's she a beautiful woman. She is a beautiful woman. <laughs> No joke. Yeah, I thought the match was really good. I, again, like you said, we get the continuation of the story because we they, they almost catch Sammy, but he manages to, to sneak away and live another day. Um, All right, I think Troy wants to talk about Raw. I really want to see Solo Sokoa as IC champion, but I think but you need to have like a transitional champion now because you don't really want to do Solo versus Gunther. Right. I thought you were going to say everyone really sees Solis going naked. For whatever reason, that's where my head went when you started saying that sentence. Yeah. Not opposed to you, it, Jason. but also not, <laughs> not where I was going with that. All right, Solis Sokoa, Troy, <laughs> rate that dick. I can't say that I've ever seen like your average Samoan penis, so it makes it kind of difficult. I don't. I don't know. It has a tattoo of his life story on it. Oh my gosh! If there's a fucking Polynesian tattoo just going down the side of his cock, that would be amazing. <laughs> You've seen how those are done too, right? Like yeah. that would just take fucking forever. Just like holding it down, just <laughs> as he gets more and more aroused, his life gets longer and longer. Exactly. You got to be like, hold, hold on, Solo. You got to got to calm yourself back down again. Okay, we're only halfway through this. We don't want to. <laughs> We need it to be the be the same length all the time, otherwise the lines are going to be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of his balls is covered in a Polynesian tattoo, the other one's not. <laughs> Why do you think they call him Solo? That's right. <laughs> uh, I, uh, without knowing, just looking at the guy, he seems like a like an attractive dude. I'm going to say a seven. But yeah, so I still, I still laughed last week. <laughs> Where, where Sal goes, he hasn't seen it. Like, he hasn't seen any of them. Yeah. Oh, right, so. That's not true. He's seen Woods. Well, yeah. I've seen... And Seth. I've seen Woods, Seth, Air Fox, Ricochet, Drew Gulak. Supposedly Matt Riddle. Supposedly Matt Riddle. Um, Simon Gotch and his weird two-tone dick. Um, Brad Maddox, obviously. God, I've done a show with him before. That's weird. So have I. Uh, I'll, I guess I'll be seeing Xbox soon. Um, <laughs> and China's. That's true. I don't think any... I think that's it. I think that's the, ex- the exhausted list. Yeah, I think that's about it. I mean, I've seen Pox and Nutsack and when it fell out. And uh, Zack Ryder's when it fell out. But that's, that's a Nutsack. That's not a dick. Anyway. Uh, let's say Chris Jericho. Rate the dick, Troy. Two. 
<laughs> this just popped into the chat just to say, swinging some Samoan schlong. Thanks. There you go. There you go. That's beautiful. That's ton- that was a tongue twister for me. I'm sure it was for him, too. <laughs> so, Raw from Boston. Raw from Boston, yeah. Um, yeah. Adam, were you there? I was, I didn't get to go. No. Mm. I was working. Um, my friend, my, my friend, uh, Derek posted on, uh, not the Derek you know. Posted on, I think, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, does anyone want to go to Raw on Monday? I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I wasn't working. So, after... We opened, with, we opened with that little pre-tape in the garage with, with Heyman. And after after he talks to, to J- Jimmy and Solo when they leave, he brings up his phone and goes, call Roman Reigns. Is anybody else shocked that he has it in his phone as Roman Reigns and not, call my tribal chief? Right. At least it wasn't called Joe Joe in Hawaii. Yeah, that would have been weird. Or call, call my wife, and it was just goes out. Call my tribal chief. Randy's phone starts ringing. Yeah. Call my tribal chief. Now calling Samoa Joe. No, not that. No, 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 the other one. The other one. Wrong one. Oh man! Can you imagine if AEW? Tried to do that. call my champion, calling Brock Lesnar. Nope. Oh, oh. <laughs> God, I forgot to update that. Now, can, can you can you imagine if AEW tried to do that that shot that WB always does that crowd shot from way up in the balcony? Show oh, the I guess. Well, first they'd have to run in a place with a balcony. But can you imagine? <laughs> wow. Yeah, you uh, you really can't do those kinds of things when you only sell like six thousand tickets, and then are only able to get five thousand people to buy those tickets. Yeah, but hey, because it was Boston, do you know who we did get? What we got? And his name is John Cena. <laughs> I'm curious what you guys thought of this segment. Loved it. He started. He started crying. He started getting emotional. It was cool. He called out the fact that Stu, the cameraman, had the day off. Yeah. I, I was more referring to the Austin Theory interaction. But... I yeah. I wrote. Well, I wrote. Did they send Austin out immediately because John was blown up from that run to the ring? <laughs> um, but no. I, this is what I said uh, my note literally. I don't know how I feel about John Cena taking the absolute piss out of Austin Theory. He he hit him hard, that's for sure. It it did feel like him in the Rock's promo, where he like destroyed the Rock, as as well. And the difference is, of course, is the Rock a ticket character wise. Austin Theory can't really ticket. Actually, it felt to me like the Roman Reigns promo battles, where he said, you know, half the crowd saying Cena sucks, half the crowd saying let's go Cena, and not one of them is talking about you. Mm-hmm. It sort of felt like that, where it's like, nobody gives a shit about you. Yeah. Um, I understand where they're going with it. I understand Cena doesn't... <sighs> Cena doesn't really clear what he's going to say anymore. He just goes out nope. and says, does the promo how he wants to do it. Um, I would assume at the end of the day, Austin Theory is going to win this match. I would really yeah. hope that's where they're yeah. going to go. Yeah. So he'll yeah. get the comeuppance at the end anyway. So I didn't have a problem with it because I thought it set up Austin Theory to almost be in a weird way sympathetic when he wins. Mm-hmm. Plus, uh, had that great line about not going anywhere like Cena's ball spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I loved Cena's thing at the end. If 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 I beat you, 
you lose everything. Mm. If you win, you lose everything. <laughs> like it was really well done. And the segment yeah. was was good. Speaking of speaking of Cena setting things up, uh, after the after that whole thing, he goes up to the stage and goes, "Here's someone yes. you guys really want to see." It's Cody Rhodes, and then Cody comes out and has a match, right? Or, yeah. or after like a, a after like a two minute embrace, something. I didn't even know those two were that close. <laughs> well, some sort of conversation, yeah, about Dusty. <laughs> I just, it just and then we Cena was we, like, "Oh, Roman's impression sucked." Here, let me give you my Dusty. <laughs> yeah, everybody has a but, Dusty. But honestly, what the fuck was that? Here's a guy you're really gonna love. It's Cody Rhodes. Passing hey, it's the torch. Cody Rhodes. All Let's that go backstage yeah. and not do another goddamn thing with Cody Rhodes. They are no. Yeah, they're trying to do everything they can to make sure that Cody is cheered because they Triple H understands. Like we went through this with Roman, with trying to make him a babyface and other people kind of hijacking that that run. So it's like we're going to try to make sure that we. Have him be cool with Sammy, have him be cool with John Cena, you know, things like, like they're really trying to make sure that you're like, no, no, you like this guy. <laughs> Trust me, you do. Yeah, he's likable. I, I'm not... Uh, the transitive property of face pops. Yeah, I don't know that, uh, I like Cody, but I don't know that I like him this much. To to have him be like the new, to ha- to have him beat Roman, I think is is going to be f- be cool with the story that they've been telling. If um, they go that route, if they go that route, yeah. If they have him lose, you have a long time that you can have him eventually win it at a, at a different time. So it's not the end of the world or everything like that. I know he hasn't been able to do as much, even though they had like an entire year planned out with him before he fucking ripped the entirety of his muscles from his bones. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's... I don't... I'm not rejecting him as uh, like like I we did with Roman Reigns, because Cody is a very good wrestler. And it's... It, but there's still a little bit of me that's like, I watched Rhodes to the top, so I'm, I'm trying to get over that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because that was bad, but I also understand like he's probably not as big of a twat as as he appeared on that show, and mainly it's because of AW that he appears to be a bigger twat than he really is. Because he does appear to be a really good fucking guy. So, speaking of giant twats, Logan Paul had a face to face with Seth <laughs> Rollins. Again, hate him as a person, love him as a wrestling character. <laughs> Logan Paul. Oh, Logan Paul is so good in this set. Yeah. Really I, I, I love that we didn't go immediately back to him and the Miz being best friends. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I, I appreciated that. Um, he really needs to learn how to throw a worked punch, though. It's hard to do, well, man. Chance, hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. From from last week of the Miz, stop calling me to the to this. Just still a little animosity there, which is good. Yeah. I also yeah, love I the, the, uh, the promo itself was really good. Yeah, and I love Logan Paul laying him on and leaving him. Bye bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, back. Um, I love like the, the you know, I don't fight for free. That's, that's obviously the old boxer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the old Brock Lesnar thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So that was good. I, I thought that segment was really well done. I loved that Gargano fought Balor, and we got references to their history in NXT, which yeah. is something they don't usually do. Mm-hmm. A, no- a note on that. Edge is a fucking dick. <laughs> he, the backstage segment afterwards. Oh, Finn, yes. yes. Finn I know Balor cost me a match that I very rightfully should have won. and no, With no disrespect to Johnny Gargano, I cost Finn Balor a match that he very much should have won. <laughs> you yeah. fucking asshole. Yeah, it was a dick line. I, I don't know who cleared that, but that should not have been something that got said on TV. So are we are we buying into the idea that Edge is retiring in a couple of months in Toronto? No. No? Okay. I'm not, at least. Okay. I mean, if you want to say in the same way Trish Stratus retired against Charlotte a few years ago, sure. Right, yeah. But, well, speaking of gonna, which... She's going to go from retired superstar to non-former retired superstar, whatever her weird line was that she said. Mm. Um... Yeah, so much to Sal's dismay, we have a triple threat <laughs> match. Boner. WrestleMania's damage control faces off with Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch. Interested in this thing? Yeah, it'll be a marquee. Holy shit. Bailey in those pants, man. <laughs> and Trish still looking damn good. Boner. Boner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rhea um, on Friday. No. <laughs> he said Rhea on Friday. Yeah. Very nice as well. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, and I'm not usually one to comment on things like that. Right. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Sal was the one that told us like Chelsea Green was DOA, right? Now she's doing segments with the women's champion. Yeah. What do we think about uh, Carmella and Chelsea teaming up? I sort of like the pairing. I really do. I think they go <laughs> together well. I appreciate Adam Pierce. For his background work in that scene. Yes. Oh, him noping the fuck out. Just yeah. looking at be like, nope. Just goes back into his office. Yeah. No, I think the two of them actually work well together. If that's a women's tag team championship team in the future, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean they they are pretty close to the same character. So, and I, and I think that they could do some things some good things together. People uh, people shit on Carmella a lot, but I think Jackie she Corey, if she's into it, probably. But she plays she plays the role, you know. She plays a good yeah. role on that. Like, um, I her run as champion, I thought was a lot of fun. I thought it legitimized her a lot, and and it played up to that like you know sneaky heel kind of bullshit that she did. Now her stuff with fucking Ellsworth wasn't yeah, the greatest, but just, yeah, we could just yeah. ignore that part. And yeah, Chelsea Green, you know. We we talked about it already. Like people don't typically arrive fully formed onto the scene. It takes some time. Like, yep. and the, for for as much shit as you can give fucking Imperium when they first showed up on main roster, they're fucking amazing. You know, the same thing with Bray Wyatt in the original run was when it first showed up. He was you were just like oh, okay, and then he was fucking great, and then they ruined him, and then he came back. You're like, yeah, he's back, and it's like, oh no, he's ruined. <laughs> He's not ruined. They can fix it. It's just, yeah. They can fix it. They just need to actually fix it. And they haven't done that yet. (laughs) Wait, who are we referring to? Bray Wyatt. Oh. Sal's not the No, Sal thinks Bray Wyatt's fine. I'm the one that thinks they fucked him up. I was just more, more, just Troy saying they ruined him. Yeah, 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 that that was Sal's favorite thing is, is if somebody isn't over the first week, it's, they ruined him. (laughs) Fuck him. 
Yeah. So so mad in the host thread this week. I know, right? Um, He's like, I'm never missing the show again. All right, so now the the moment that uh, Troy's been waiting to talk about. Go ahead, Troy. Oh, okay. I will take my one final shot of the night. AEW can't do this. They 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 just cannot do storytelling like this. Where you have two years worth of storylines. Yeah, yeah. just because you have storylines doesn't mean they're good. And that's the difference, is that, yes, AEW has storylines. They do not tell a story like this, though. And this was great, where you had fucking... You didn't have... What do you mean? Nobody even bled in this segment. I know, right? Well, you didn't have you didn't have Jay beat the ever loving piss out of his brother, and then be like, "I'm your, I'm your friend now." You didn't have that at all. <laughs> we just had where there was that moment we of had it. that before. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, I know. But at least in this in, in this case, you had it where they kind of have a little look of like you you got to fucking make your choice now, and Jay kind of you know gives him a little shoulder check. That's the only time he touches him. And him fucking going out there and, you know, gives a hug to Sammy and they fucking throw up the ones and, J- and Jimmy is just like on his fucking knees, just like, oh my god, I can't believe my brother turned on me. The fact that they did this whole thing without saying a goddamn word. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nobody grabbed a mic. Jay's just in the, he gra- Jay's in the ring. He grabs Jimmy's shirt mm-hmm. and is like, you, it was, ugh. Yeah, yeah. But of course, so good. So Jay, good. Uh, Jay takes a step back and fucking super kicks Sammy right to the barricade. You get the fucking cut back to Jimmy, and he's just fucking smirking his ass off at this. And then we get, without any censorship, this is some family shit. You think I was gonna choose you <laughs> from Jay? And I love it. No, Kevin, because let this moment breathe. Let this one well, be had a the moment. Earlier in the night, yeah, we had Kevin yep. basically yeah. said Kevin just walked off. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then maybe this is me being too into fantasy booking this shit out. But did y'all catch that Jay sort of whispered something to Sammy right before they broke? Like when they had a the little hug, he sort of was whispering something in his ear, and then he did the turn after that. And part of me almost wonders if that's going to come back after WrestleMania. This is this is what's great about the storyline is that there is there is like the logical. This is probably where it's going, but there's enough of like a they could do swerves left and right on this where you might might not be. It's it's the stuff like that 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 also ties back into the tribal court situation mm-hmm. where you look at the video that Heyman put together and you you have to ask yourself you know something as simple as you know Sammy bumping into Roman was that on purpose mm-hmm. to to try and lead to something like this down the line or was that just something that happened during the natural course of that promo that they can now use to say right. See, he's trying to fuck you over, right? And so it's it, it's just these tiny little things, and the way that they find them and work them in and bring them back, and it's it's masterclass. It's fucking, it really is. It's exactly, yeah. I was just gonna say it's fucking masterful. Uh, uh, Troy, uh, Mike would like you to uh, to rate Hogan's dick. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> wasn't there wasn't there a thing 
Where and specifically Hulk Hogan's cock, not terrible. Not terrible. That's, that's okay. The, okay, there there was that thing where it was like Hulk Hogan has an eleven inch cock, but Terry has a four inch <laughs> cock. Right? That's what it was. <laughs> so so Hulk Hogan's figurative dick would be an, a nine. Uh, Hulk Hogan's actual dick would be a four, and Hulk Hogan being a dick would be a hundred percent. Fair enough. Hulk Hogan's figurative dick would be an episode title <laughs> if I was gonna put, if I was going to put Hulk Hogan in an episode title, which I'm not, but uh speaking of Smathers, he says, To be fair, WWE rarely tells story as well as they have with the bloodline insane. True. But There's this a- is Hunter's first real major storyline, right? Like first real all encompassing I'm driving this bus to WrestleMania sort of storyline. But they they have done visual storytelling before. I mean, when Owens turned on uh, Jericho with the fucking list of Jericho, yeah, and he just like yeah. lifted up the fucking back of the thing. They've done visual yeah. storytelling before. It's been great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they've also done visual storytelling that's been fucking terrible, like having a spider in a cage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even relive that, please. <laughs> um, What's in the box? So, I, I guess that Finishes up raw pretty much. Any unless anybody got anything else? We're looking forward to Elias getting murdered by nope. uh, nobody is a shit. because nope. because Boogs is, is a because Boogs is a moron. No. I'm looking. See, it's funny because Boogs is a moron. It's funny. Yeah, yeah they're going to be a tag team eventually. It's fine. Yeah, so let's <laughs> talk about our next day. Yeah. Somebody died. Roadblock. <laughs> we don't know that she's dead. <laughs> Do you do you understand that I have wanted all week, not all week, two days, to post in the host thread, uh, rest in peace, Roxanne Perez, but I couldn't <laughs> because you didn't watch it until two hours ago. <laughs> Although now we want to say something like her middle name is like fucking India or something, so her initials are R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so we learned what a jailhouse rules match is a jailhouse rules match is basically a casket match except the casket is a shark cage and thankfully because Vince isn't in charge it wasn't a jailhouse rocks match where we'd have fucking Elvis music playing <laughs> um, all joking aside I feel bad for Dijak this guy can't catch a break dude like he comes back, he finally gets rid of the T-Bar gimmick, he gets back on TV, he is put immediately in a North American title situation, has a fantastic match on a PLE, and loses, mm-hmm. and then gets put in this match with D'Angelo, and loses, Yeah, I. and I, where does this guy go from here? Right. I definitely felt like I, I was very disappointed that, that Dijak did not win this match. I thought for for a street fight, it was it was very good. It was a bit short, but again, this wasn't a PLE. This was just a special episode of NXT. Um, and I think the the story that they told with with Stax getting yes. the shit kicked out of him repeatedly. Oh well, I him diving to stop exactly, the cage door yeah, was beautiful. The, the story that they told via Stax was fucking fantastic. Yep, yep, and they did a great job with that, hundred percent. And that, especially with that leading to the finish with the crowbar. The dive and he also tossing the crowbar into the cage for, for Tony to use. Uh, was, was a nice clever bit of, yeah. of work there. Yeah. But, um, 
I, I did think that Dijak looked a little goofy with the fingers taped outside the glove. Mm-hmm. Don't just don't wear the glove, brother. <laughs> um, and also, the the commentators really should just lay out when there's a holy shit chant because we're not going to understand what the fuck they're saying, anyways. Right. Well, let Booker T should just lay out for the whole show. That's very fair. Very fair. Someone should lay out Booker T. <laughs> Um, by the way, am I the only one that falls more in love with Tiffany Stratton every time she cuts a promo or does anything on TV? Oh, she's amazing. Okay, would, you, would you like to talk about her cold open? To, to so fucking awesome. Like, she's just great. Like, her character work is impeccable. Her ring work has gotten so much better. Um, I've, I said it, it was last week, two weeks ago, whatever it was. This girl is a fucking star waiting to happen. Like, mm-hmm. um, I not a proponent necessarily of taking the belt off Roxanne Perez already however comma I don't know that I expected Tiffany Stratton to be this fucking good this fucking fast you might need to put the belt on her (laughs) in terms of I mean in terms of in ring work she's got the the flashy finisher which is great Mm -hmm. she's got the fundamentals down on a lot of things in character wise untouched like just yeah. un- unmatched with the character work. She knows what her character is. And there's another person. I, I specifically remember Sal being like, she's a tennis player. Like, yeah, she didn't arrive fully formed. Now she is, and she's fucking amazing. And yeah, yeah. she's a highlight of every fucking show. I, she was the one who, with all of the, my daddy promos. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was not into that at all. And yeah. I, I definitely said that on this, on this program. Um, but yeah, oh, her daddy was into that. <laughs> yeah, Allison or whatever his um, oh, fucking also, name is. <laughs> Going back to stacks for just a minute. That first spot where credit to him because that where where Dijak threw the chair into his face. Yes. I thought he was dead. Um, <laughs> that that promo with Kiana James and Josh Brooks in Kiana's office. Briggs. Briggs. Briggs sorry, Josh Briggs. Anyone else? You should that? know better. Adam. I no, Jesus. you're right. That's on me. Um, <laughs> Welcome to Peabody. <laughs> did anyone else think that that really felt like a fucking porno? Oh, it was like, <laughs> oh, you got flowers here. Oh, what is it? Who's it? Who's it from? It was just so much. There was no subtlety at all. It's like, yeah. all right, let's make sure we really hype that appointment book with the card from the flowers in there. Make sure you really notice that. Show it six times. Yeah. So who do we think is fucking Keanu James? This is obviously going to come down to a thing. I'm hoping it's Drake and Lee. <laughs> well, it's it's probably which which it was uh, um, Jensen who was the the uh, virgin, right? Yeah. So it's probably Jensen, and then they break up. You break up Briggs and Stratton because no, she's cheating on Brooks with, with somebody else. Whoever gave her the flowers, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, they are tag teams, so maybe we find out that Malik Blade and Idris Sanofi are running Eiffel Towers on it. I mean, they were that that is Team Thirst Trap. And that right? was that was the way that they introduced her was they were all fucking jerking it to Mandy Rose's pictures, so And they wanted to be Team BBC, right? Yes they did. <laughs> yeah. Met your dad, Chad. He wears a sweater vest. I gotta, I gotta assume it's it's somebody new, right? I, I can't, I can't really think that it's going to be 
like an established person on the roster because that would just be weird. But Hayden I'm Hudson. <laughs> you know they they do have a bit of a past because Kiana was sort of you know, with Chase U for a little bit there and like sort of feuding with <laughs> them. Ret- so it's a returning Jake Atlas. Oh wait, uh, <laughs> no, no, not that one. No, no, he's all elite now. <laughs> no, she's a, she's all an employee right now. Is what it is. <laughs> no, no, Tony doesn't fire anyone. That's true. That's true. No, he just. No, I you... don't, I, it'll be interesting to see who they put in that role because it's got to be somebody with some gravitas, obviously, because it is somebody who's going to be in a fairly significant storyline. They've spent a lot of time on this storyline and it's sort Quin- of building up to it. It's Quincy Elliott. It's going to be Hank. Tyler oh, Hank. I can see Hank. Because he's he's another one of those no, country bumpkin idiots. Nice guy. It's got to be a heel who wouldn't mind cheating on. That's how you turn him. That's how you turn Whoever him. Whoever it is is going to be a piece of shit. Also, I love the fact that it's a uh, 2023 and we're yet again doing a storyline where a woman is just uses a prop for sex. That's great. <laughs> That's all she's there for is to is she's. I don't think so. She's a women's tag team champion. She's the the feud is based on her slamming another dick. <laughs> Feud is based on her cheating on the poor country bumpkin. How is that different from what I said? Looking for love. <laughs> How is that different from what I just said? Because, speaking of that, tying that into the later promo, I'm not a social justice warrior. I'm just thinking. It's, I just thought it was funny. I'm not. I'm not offended by anything of that. I just think that mm-hmm. it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The later promo where Jensen takes the phone call and goes from country bumpkin to sup girl. How you doing? <laughs> He's um, done a nice job in his role in this no, that was background. That was fine. But oh. he leaves, and then... Um, we, he's come a long way from I'm um, out three months because I jerked off to... Yeah. yeah. It's going to be Bull Buchanan. He leaves and fucking <laughs> Fallon... Bull Dempsey. Fallon immediately goes, so those roses obviously weren't from him. No, Bull Buchanan is his dad. Fucking no. Bull Buchanan is... Uh, Brooks Jensen's dad. I know. So the you. I don't know why you said Bull Dempsey because the joke would be that. He's, I just went to the next bull in line. He's bang. He's banging his son's girlfriend now. I I, I got the reference. He works there. Yeah. Bull Dempsey doesn't work there anymore, right? Who is he not? Bull James. That's what it is. He. I I would love to see him come back though as as his bullshit <laughs> gimmick. Ooh, what if it's the Pope, D'Angelo De Niro? There you go. Oh, you could totally, you could totally run a thing where it's like he gets upset because he's he's a country boy and he's kind of racist. Running a train, yeah, running a train. It's going to be a black guy, so that way we can make the jokes of Brooks being like, (laughs) and it had to be one of those people. Oh wait a second, she's all into the business shit. Maybe it's JBL. She's not uh, jacked enough for that. <laughs> but you know you want that visual of like her and JBL banging on a desk. No, I don't. No. Maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe this is how they introduce Jordan Grace. It's like, oh, the flowers are from Jordan. No? Hey, Troy. Yeah. JBL, rate that dick. Why did I think you were about to say Jordan Grace? <laughs> <laughs> I have I have seen 
95% of Jordan Grace's vagina, and I can tell you she's a vagina and not a penis. So, um, although the, the, you haven't the, seen. the clit and the lips, that's about it. It seems like a good chunk of her vagina. Well, you've seen the videos. You've seen her asshole. You've seen around. I'm not writing JBL's dick because it's gross. For the record, the episode title is not going to be a good chunk of it. <laughs> it I should be. Know what mathematical formula Troy's using to figure this out as he's watching it on the internet? I mean, surface area. Listen, 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 listen. He's using a poontang pie chart, okay? Yes, that's right. Relax. Very well done. There you go. There's your episode title. Um, <laughs> moving along. Mm-hmm. We get a, a Gallus promo. Gallus boys on top. Oh, that was a really loud crowd for a bunch of people sitting on their fucking hands. Um, that was terrible. Right? It's not just me. You gonna sneeze? What the fuck face is that? That was. Did you say fuck face? That <laughs> that segment was awful. Right. Gallus boys not on top. But not when they talk. Apparently. I mean, I like the pretty deadly called him Marcus. That was kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I, it seemed like pretty a pretty deadly kind of saved a little bit when they showed up, but yeah, pretty pretty deadly could save any promo, right? Because <laughs> they're pretty yeah. deadly. I do want to have a conversation about something real quick after after this, but okay. um, did anybody give a shit about Braun Breaker and the Creeds versus Indusheer? Because I didn't. No, but it's, um, it's, I will say Julius Creed throwing a 450 is goddamn impressive. But. Oh yeah, as long as it leads to and then, yeah, as long as it leads to Carmella versus Brown doesn't matter, which it will, uh, which it already has. Um, yep. But then at the at the end, it just got sloppy as shit, both in ring work and television production. Like the, the camera cuts, all of a sudden got out, oh, out well. of control. And the match itself got kind of gross. Unfortunately, we'll talk about sloppy as shit in a little bit. Um, We're going to talk about Soraya. We talked about uh, the discussion of whether it was going to be Shawn Michaels getting back in the ring or whether there was going to be some sort of proxy. Uh, it did end up being a proxy situation. Mm-hmm. And we found out that it is going to be Grayson Waller at the end and deliver taking on Johnny Gargano. Um while I'm obviously disappointed it's not Shawn Michaels, and I think that would have been fantastic, this to me is a very acceptable second option. because oh, sure. it Not only is just like them calling a guy down from the main roster to fill a spot, it actually makes sense storyline-wise, because obviously Waller crashed Gargano's emotional NXT farewell mm-hmm. and left him laying, and we never saw any payoff to it. So mm-hmm. we're actually getting like long-term storytelling payoffs here, which I'm perfectly okay with. I think it'll be a great match. Yeah. And I thought they also did a good job teasing that it might just be Shawn Michaels yeah. until he officially said no. Yeah. Um, well, you get to have Michaels and Johnny Proxy's corner, so... Well, the, I don't... I, if he's back I, in NXT, can we get the NXT version of Rebel Hardback <laughs> then? Please, fair. You know, uh, so I, CFO Dollar Signs broke up, so that's another wrinkle in... Like trying to pay them is that they're now like pissy at each other. So the most of those didn't they do Sami Zayn's music though? That's back now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Isn't it only two guys? It's only two guys. Yeah. 
So you can't just cut two separate checks and just be done with it? It's See, it, Tony it, Khan cares about his talent. He'll he'll go out and buy rights to music in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shitty fucking music too. Exactly. Yeah, music that makes terrible theme songs. Yeah. Um my my one issue because I don't I, I personally don't think Can't wait for Scorpio's guy to come out to tell you the Swift. That Grayson Waller can do anything wrong at this point. Um, my one issue with the Waller effect was the crowd. Because this is what happens when you put on a show in front of the same crowd every week for months on end is they start to think that they're part of the show. And we get what felt like 15 minutes of them singing Shawn Michaels' theme song. And it's just like, shut up, dude. So why, are we, why are we cool with them singing Seth's song all the time? That's the... No, it was, it was annoying on Raw, too. To start, I said, to me, it doesn't... Listen, I spent two years watching empty fucking arena shows with fake piped-in crowd reaction. I, I I just can't get worked up about the crowd being vocal and emotional about people they like. I, to me, it doesn't bother me. That's, but different strokes, I there's, guess. There's a line, though. When it starts to... When it becomes detrimental to the pace and the flow of the show. You literally just complained about the fans sitting on their hands, and now you're upset that they're too into the segment. Like, I don't know what we're... There's a line. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of the empty... Determined and decided only by you, apparently. That's his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they're still putting the silhouettes on the, L- on the LED banners on the back yeah, wall of the thing is fucking stupid. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I also like that Sean said they back a Brinks truck up to my house every year for these WrestleMania dream matches, and I yeah. always said no, except for that one time for that Saudi prince. That's right. But he gave me a lot of virgins. <laughs> uh, to, to Troy's note from before, oh, hey, it's Dragon Lee. Who is Dragon Lee? Uh, apparently the guy that's banging Keanu James, according <laughs> to Troy. He was in the crowd. Yes, but no, honestly, though, who is who is that? Uh, well, Mike says he's uh, the cousin of Suddenly. <laughs> it was Alter Ego. Alter Ego. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Lee was uh, is a man whose uh, two siblings are in AEW, and they were like, "Hey, come over here!" And he's like, "Is he the third top flight brother?" No, he's he's uh, related, he's related to, to Trilistico and is it like Roosh is his cousin or something like that? Anyways, uh, they were going, they wanted to sign him and he was like, haha, I see how you treat Hispanic people. No. And then yeah, he signed because they're almost like. Almost as well as WWE treats Asian people. Almost as well as WWE treats Hispanic people with masks. You get one and that's it. Ask, ask Angel and Umberto how well that's going for them. Yep. If you if you if you take off the mask, you might be able to. That's oh, I don't NXT know. NXT is better about it than WWE is. Well, yeah, I mean NXT they they made the Lucha Dragons a thing, made them tag team champions. Andrade was champion. Yep, Andrade was Angel Garza was at least used a little bit more. Yeah, um, Angel was treated like a star when he was down yeah. there as the NXT San- champion. Santos was amazing, and now he's yep. just kind of there. Um, Jeff's so. favorite, the Lucha House Party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucha, Lucha. I mean, Del Rio is the the outlier there because he was multi-time champion. And then Ray. No, and on the main roster, I'm saying he's the outlier, outlier of people who can, you know, 
But uh, then everyone was like, oh, Trade, you're a piece of shit. So hopefully Dragon Lee can do something with that. Um, I think I think uh, Smathers wants you to rate Cameron Grimes' dick. I don't know. First of all, it's probably dirty. I think um, so I, before, actually. I'm sure we have. We've done almost everybody. So is Soraya, but we don't talk about that too much. Speaking, um, of where, speaking of, is Cameron Grimes hurt? Where is Cameron Grimes? Where the fuck is the club? AJ Styles breaks his ankle. The club without AJ Styles. Yes, uh, they were on main event this week. Okay. Against Maxwell Merrill Models. So, yeah. Because, ironically, now, if, nobody gives a shit about the good cuts. Well, if they are, in fact, signing Jay White, it'll be interesting to see if they return with him, even if AJ is not ready yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk about something that was disappointing. What'd you guys think of Gigi Dolan versus J.C. Jane? It was a very abrupt finish. Um, almost a merciful finish. Nothing else to really write home about. It was a pretty poor match, to be honest with you. There were a lot of slow motion spots for two girls who have worked together for so long. You would think they'd have more chemistry than it looked like they had in there. It just, it was not, it was not a very fluid match. I mean, there were, I'm sure there was plenty of fluids spilt during the match, but it was. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of fluids, uh, Gigi probably needs to work on her facials a little bit too. She sometimes overacts. Mm. But so does JC, actually. Yeah. Yeah, and the post match was also weird to me. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It, yeah, it's it not. Wasn't the whole segment was not good. She brings she brings in the chair, but the re- and, and puts it and goes to pulmonize the neck, but the referees run out and just take the chair off. No, <laughs> which I didn't know they had the power to do because they've never done that before. Yeah. No, was, don't hurt her. And they actually, the referees actually managed to keep them separated. <laughs> Another thing that's never happened before. Well, you got to remember that it's women. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time, you're talking about referees trying to split up men. So, WWE sexist. All right. Well, I guess we've said all we're going to need to say. About that one. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the there's clearly going to be around too. Hopefully, they put in more time getting it ready at the PC because. You can you can go around too with him. I love Gigi Dolan, but mm, that was that that shit wasn't wasn't it. Um, but speaking of something so, that is it, yeah, Braun Breaker comes out to, to do his thing. Why? Why did we need to play this as? Oh, this isn't on the the sheet. This isn't on the script. Why is what's Braun Breaker doing here? Why couldn't this have just been a? Hey, here comes Braun Breaker. Didn't uh, Braun Breaker say that he was supposed to do this next week, but he didn't want to wait? Yeah, yeah. That's probably why, because it wasn't on the sheet. It was supposed to be scheduled for next week, so they were sort of playing it off as though, why are we jumping the gun and doing it early? Right. I just don't see why they needed to add that little wrinkle to it. Is he oh. so excited to call out Carmelo Hayes and shake his hand? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I loved this segment, personally. I loved the... Uh, detail of, you know, we sat down when this whole thing started, we sat down with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and they told us we were the two guys who were going to take this thing to the next level and blah, blah, blah. And I, I just love sort of like a little bit of behind the curtain stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I, to me, this is the match that we've been building towards since NXT 2.0 started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's finally coming to fruition, and I'm incredibly excited for a multitude of reasons. Probably maybe oh, yeah. a little, little you and I, Adam and Sal, probably a little <laughs> bit more excited yeah. than even some other people. Sure. Um, but we're on the verge of watching Carmelo Hayes become the NXT Heavyweight Champion, and it's mm-hmm. fucking, maybe. I'm, I'm loving every second of it. It's, yeah, and it's going to be fucking a fantastic match. Who, if he had not gotten signed, was going to be on the, the rundown sit-down. So, Fuck had it tri- lined up. Fuck you, Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so it is it, it is official. They shook hands and everything. Uh-huh. Stand and deliver Mello versus Breaker. Yeah, and they could have gone very easily, made it hokey and stupid. As a way of setting up the match, but they didn't. It was just no. Very... I, it was it was it was fantastic. The, I, I love Breaker saying, "Every time I have a title match, I come out here the next week, and someone's music plays, and it's not yours, and that's disappointing to me." Right. I just thought that was that was such a nice because it's not because yeah. we've we've complained about it how many times that it, that's all of Breaker's title defenses are like, "All right, I guess it's your turn now." Right. So now he gets the match he wants. They both get the match they've been wanting, which was right. nice that they sort of made that case that they we, they hadn't really sort of made public yet. Right. So, um, did you know Tyler Bate was a tantric sex you know, instructor? No, 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 he's he's a Zen master, Bate. Yes. Go away, I got nothing against meditation. I got nothing against meditation. It's just I don't need it on my NXT. Hey Troy, yeah. Tyler Bate, right? That dick. Well, he's a big, strong boy. So he's also white. Um, <laughs> and English. Yeah, let me give him a six. Okay, it's probably on a cut though. Probably, if you're if you're into that kind of thing. Are you into that kind of thing, or me? is that kind of thing into you? <laughs> Who are uh, you asking? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out too. If are you are, are you trying to ask if I am circumcised? No. no. Okay. That's not at all. I mean, if you do feel like sharing with the group, I mean, I'm not going to tell you not to. But Lord knows we've all overshared on this podcast at one point or another. I mean, I I I am not because I, you know, I was one day old when it happened to me, so I didn't have much of a choice in it. But I did have a friend who was uncut, and let me tell you, uh, when you're like... When I was sucking his dick... No, go ahead. When, <laughs> when you're like fucking 12, and you're like pissing next to him in the urinal, and you're just kind of fucking travel, you're just like, is mine supposed to look like that? Because that's weird. Smash <laughs> <laughs> would like to know, if Carmelo wins, does Breaker move to the main roster? What if Breaker wins and Carmella moves to the main roster? That that was what I was trying to get at before, where it's like there's they could easily turn around and just be like, you know, we're going to move Carmella up. There's also a, a chance that you move both of them up, and Carmella just yeah. Falls. I mean, so nobody wins. Well, you no. Do have the possi- <laughs> um, nobody you wins. Have Pepe. The possibility that uh, the problem with that is that what really is there left for Breaker to do down there if he does if he does right. win? Yeah. Right. I mean, you almost have to bring him up at this point. But I feel like he was hotter a year ago. Like, bringing yeah. him up a year ago would have made more sense. Now it feels like he's sort of cooled down a little bit. 
and I'm not sure he's going to get the same sort of reaction or push once he makes the main roster now. Um, I think reaction, probably less of one, but push, I think he's still going to get one. And I think the main roster will be is a way to kind of revitalize him. Carmelo, I know, has been hanging out with MVP and uh, the other members of uh, the the new nation. Um, so there, there's always that of like, well, he's black, so they're going to throw him into the hurt business. Yeah, I thought the new day was the new nation. No, Which the hurt business doesn't actually even exist currently. No, it doesn't. But people love to fucking throw him in there and in there. and the street profits because they're black. Right. Um, I, I almost feel like you need to have fucking Shorty G join them to be like the Owen Hart. <laughs> uh, um. So are we heading towards Duke Hudson just being a massive cunt again? Pixar didn't have it. I said, are we heading towards Duke versus Chase to stand in delivery? Mike, are you asking to see my dick? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. You gotta slide into the DMs for that. We can't do that on Twitch. (laughs) I like that it was typing after I said that. Sorry, what were we talking about? Uh, Duke Hudson and Andre Chase. What's going on? What do you think? Where do you think we're going? Uh, it still still looks like we're heading towards Breaksville, mm-hmm. which sucks. But you know, as as much fun as Chase U has been, boy, does that have an expiration date? Because there, I don't see that working in the main roster. It, it's, I don't know. I've seen weird shit work on the uh, main roster, though. That's true. I mean, the fucking vaude villains. Who? Worked for a little bit. The fashion police would get over on the main roster. That's true. I mean, Andre is any less hokey than that was. I mean, no, no, for sure. And, and Andre Chase won't be a championship or a long-term serious gimmick, but it definitely has the potential to get over. Andre Chase was never going to be a champion, <laughs> other than maybe say a tag team. Andre Chase. If they wanted to make him a tag champion with with Duke. I'd be I'd be cool with that. I mean, you got to do it on NXT because nobody's fucking winning in the main roster. Um, I think you know where we're going right now, Troy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Stop Dick. asking me, people. I don't know. Dick. And because we're doing Andre Chase, I'll let you rate it on a grade scale. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a C plus. It's a passing grade. Okay. Fair enough. Who's he passing that D to? I mean, I would assume Thea Hale, right? Isn't she dating somebody else? Like, it fucking matters. <laughs> oh, fair. She's half a teacher. <laughs> that's, you can't fuck students. That's against some, I'm sure that's against some sort of code. That chase you. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's why Bodie had to disappear. Um, yeah. Alright, so that brings us to the main event. Does it? <laughs> I thought we were done. Oh, we're at least... Adam's Eye, Roxanne Perez versus Mako Satamora. Adam, what'd you think? Possibly Roxanne's literal final boss. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will admit I fast-forwarded through much of this match because y'all were both already on the Skype call and I felt bad holding us up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think anyone was surprised that Roxanne won. Uh, I think many people were surprised that she then apparently passed out, but. Mm-hmm. Troy, what were your thoughts? Make you pass Um, 
Mako is great for everything she does in the ring. Um, she gave a lot to Roxanne and uh, continues to be uh, exactly what she signed up for, which is I'm going to have big matches. I'm going to put over the young people. It's the same thing that we heard that Kota Ibushi wants to do. And uh, she made Roxanne look legit, look great. Um, you get Roxanne definitely needed this because the whole Mandy Rose thing, I think, left some people a little miffed, just the way that things went down. No no fault of Roxanne's, but, you know, yes. Interesting that you bring that up. Did you catch that this was the exact same way she beat Mandy Rose? Yeah. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. The whole, like, passing out thing, I, I don't know where that goes. I don't know if that's just a case of, like, trying to put her over as, like, she'll put everything on the line and, and this is just something that we pass by, or if it's going to be, like, a legit, like, you know, can she can she not compete anymore? She, you know, thinking about do we strip her of the title, that kind of thing. I don't know. But it'll be interesting. It kind, I mean, it kind of ties in with that training montage from a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where Satomura was running all the girls ragged and Roxanne was the last one standing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, like we talked about before we started recording, the fact that they, by the end of the match, they were already like 15 minutes past the top of the hour. The fact that this part of it, of them, bringing out the the medics and bringing out the stretcher and we had to follow them to the ambulance it lasted so fucking long and just felt so hokey and tacked on because we were that far over time already mm-hmm. that you couldn't you you really could have just cut it you keep saying that but NXT runs till an 8 8 or 10 past the hour every week so it really yeah. wasn't that far over what they're usually mm-hmm. running it was it was that far over the end of the main event if you want to go that route, but in terms of like their actual TV time. Ow! I'm thinking like I'm just if you consider the time slot to be eight to ten. I mean, yeah, fair. They have been doing the, the old school raw overrun yeah. a lot. But like you said, like you said before we started, if this had been a real thing, it would have cut out almost immediately. Right. But, but the fact that it just felt so. It, it felt so fake because we were following them yeah. to the to through the back oh, once to the, the door. Oxygen mask thing occurred. You yeah, Shawn Michaels <laughs> failing to put an oxygen mask on Roxanne's face. It wasn't as bad as the time MJF had it on his nose, but yeah. <laughs> they put it on the, the EMTs. That was the EMTs. Yeah. Ear quotes. Putting it on upside down. Yeah. I don't trust these EMTs ever since I know that they let Danny Miles be one. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, for those of you who don't know, local talent uh, in New England, and he travels a lot, but a uh, friend of both Adam and myself, Dynamite Danny Miles, tore his LCL, going to be out of action for a while. Oh, so did You didn't know that? Oh, yeah. Tore his LCL, going to be out of action for a while. So uh, hit up his, I think it's from Pro Wrestling Tees, but Google him, find his t-shirt shop, and go buy some merch, help him out. Good dude. Also, I believe he's the dream crusher, Danny Miles. Yes, now well. he is. Yes, correct. Go on his OnlyFans, subscribe, you know, do everything I do. Help the guy out. Whatever you do. Whatever you do. That sucks. He was, he was ramping up for a, for a APW. Big story there. 
Yeah. yeah. So. Damn. But I heard your show got canceled anyway, so. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about where else you can't go watch Adam. No, um Yeah, no, so I think that's about it for me. Um Yeah, I got I got no other notes for this week. Right. I do want to send a quick shout out to our friends over at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. They've relaunched recently, every now and then dropping new episodes. Uh there was one specific uh one not the most recent one, but prior to it, where uh, Malonis goes through his entire run in Ring of Honor and gets yeah. into some real personal stuff. Great episode. I highly recommend very, very, going and listening very, to that. Very raw, very honest about the things yep. that he was going through mm-hmm. at that time and how he felt about that whole situation. And then the, the, the most recent episode is him and uh, and Scott uh, starting their own company, Rad Pro Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, Mike Crockett catches him off guard, asking him about his thoughts on... Um, Jay Briscoe, obviously, oh, yeah, yeah, he yeah, worked yeah. with at Ring of Honor, so yep, uh, yep, you know, yep. I, I can't recommend those episodes enough. Go listen to him, help those guys out too. He's doing a fantastic job of getting in better shape too. Oh, he really is. Yeah, he's, for he's sure. sure putting in the work, and it's paying mm-hmm. off. He's doing a great job. Definitely. Yeah. So hats off to the Kingpin. Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought he was the yeah, brawler now. A... No, he's back to being nope. the Kingpin. Oh, okay, okay. I bet. Okay. Well, what do you say he's going to call himself on in his own new promotion, Adam? Oh God, I forget what it was. The Pit Boss. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, Should I get anything else? I'm good. All right, then. Uh, that does it for this. <laughs> no smatters. No. Uh, that does it. For- no. <laughs> I don't know him. <laughs> I mean, I believe he actually, in fact, does have an OnlyFans price. So if you want to acquaint yourself, are you serious? To create a more, uh, more correct. Shut the fuck opinion. up, Troy. Thanks for hanging out this Troy year. Troy's going to Thank right you. Now, so. Sorry. <laughs> Jason, thanks for hanging out this week. Oh, thanks. It was actually great to be on. I, I needed this after this week, so. Yeah. Nice to you and yours. Thank uh, you. Send us home, my friend. I guess that means we will run your ass down next time. Bye bye, Stanger. Bye. Listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundown wrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. 
Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at Rundown Network. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>